What's up, fellow people that when they watch movies? Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to redo that. <laughs> I'm going to bleep that out, though. And you no, guys will have to no. guess what For he said. For the says. love of God, do not use that, Parker. I swear <laughs> to God, if you use that. I'm, this okay. is not... <laughs> this is one man to another. I'm starting over right now. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right. What's up, fellow I'm <laughs> Oh! Not much better than the last one. What's up, nerds? I just totally okay. stole that from, from Cuban Crusher, but that's okay. Yeah, he's the first one that's ever done that. First one ever that's done that, but it's okay, whatever. Uh, today, Actually, today is a really exciting episode because today is our first guest yep who's not here yet nope you you know him more than i do because i've only talked to him since we've been planning this so you do you want to say who it is and then no say i have we, we have know. we we have an intro for him when he's here so oh, perfect okay we're okay. we're not he's not here yet we're, we're doing our own thing for now so we're doing our, our our movie news of the week which we have a good chunk for you guys and yes, um we do. yes we do. and then we'll have we'll throw in um you just how was your week Oh fuck! I'm bleeping out. I'm bleeping it out. I'm bleeping. It out. <laughs> I did that during the th when we were ranking our horror movies too. That's right. God. That's right. You did. God. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Am I starting with the movie news? Uh. Did you say? Am I starting or? Uh yeah. Go ahead. Well, how was your week? Oh my week. Uh well actually it was my last week of work because I'm moving from Texas to New Mexico. So fuck last the week system. work now I just fuck them. <laughs> fuck working. Yeah, I'm going to be unemployed in New Mexico. That sounds like a that sounds like the American dream to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. The American dream is dead people, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Die Hard. Oh <laughs> uh, dude, we need to make shirts. We need to make Flix Capacitor Podcast back to Die Hard Church. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. That would be that'd amazing. Be really All right. Um, okay. How was your did week? You have a, it was okay. I, I worked, um, but I got some Christmas presents for people. Let's see. What did I do? I saw Avatar, which we were going to talk about in this episode. I saw Avatar. Um, but what did you do yesterday? I think our listeners would enjoy hearing about that. Ah, I did post this on the Instagram, and I also posted it on my personal TikTok story yesterday. Yes. I saw a live symphony orchestra of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. So basically, they played the movie on like a projector screen, you know, on, on basically like a theater screen. But then below on the stage was the live performance of the music. Obviously, it wasn't John Williams, and it wasn't the London Symphony Orchestra, unfortunately. But it was it was just the Fort Worth symphony orchestra and they performed the music and it was flawless they did not miss a beat it was incredible nice. it was incredible awesome. now obviously yeah obviously i've seen the movie a million times i listen to the soundtrack in my car almost every single day um so that like i was able to pick up little differences in hearing it live than hearing it you know mm -hmm. compared to the movie you know it's like seeing a concert you know seeing an artist yeah, yeah. but it was the timing, the timing, obviously, like they have the timing down to a T. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That it was, tough. it was incredible. I fucking cried. 
I bet. Um, was it if if this, if it were your first time seeing the movie, would it be distracting? Do you think? Actually, Since it's funny that you say that because the the person sitting in front of us, she said that it was her first time watching this movie, and she was only wow. there because it was her husband's birthday. Wow! And I was like, "This is your." I was like, "This is your first time watching it. What an experience!" Wow, that'd be awesome. And yeah, she 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 loved it. Of course, obviously, it's the greatest movie ever made. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, it was it was. I'm definitely gonna want to do it again with the uh, other two. I really don't, like for something like this, seeing the live music. I'd really only care about seeing the the first three. So I I want to see Empire and Jedi next. What about non Star Wars movies? What about that? Because there are a few that I, I would love to see live. I'd love to see Jaws, obviously. Jaws, yes. Um, dude. oh man, what's I? I'm like kind of blanking on some other great. Oh, I'd like to I would see Raiders. Yeah, that I did think of that, but I'm just trying to think of non-John Williams. Uh, Batman '89 uh, would be cool. I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Spider-Man. I was gonna say Spider-Man. Yeah, I would love to Spider-Man. see any uh, one or two. I don't really care to see the third one, but nope, Spider-Man it wasn't even Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman didn't even do three, so really I didn't was. know that. Really? Yeah. So apparently, wow. Spider-Man apparently scoring Spider-Man two was like hell for him. Like apparently, he and Sam Raimi like. Had like a, had like a Hitchcock and Herman it like fight and mm. like it was just terrible and so apparently the scene in Multiverse of Madness where they're fighting with music, um was a, like jo- or like Sam Raimi's I'm sorry to Danny Elfman, uh, essentially and so he didn't come back for Spider Man three some guy like I think Christopher Young did it but he kept the theme obviously but yeah he didn't do right. the uh, the uh, the evil Tobey Maguire theme which is crazy. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's it's really good still, but it's not Danny Elfman. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. I would. I, I'm trying to think of what else I'd like to see. I, you know, what would be cool. Oh, it'd be really hmm. tough, but to see Baby Driver with like a live band playing the music, that would be cool. How are they gonna do that? Because I don't, I don't know, think... but it would be so cool. You know, okay. I, I'm gonna say one thing that was that kind of threw me off. One of the one of the things I was looking forward to the most in in this seeing Star Wars live, I was so excited to see the Cantina band perform live. Oh, that was the one the one scene that they didn't perform the music because it was a background band, and oh, it, that I was sucks. a little dis I was a little disappointed, but like I was fine with it. Like I was like I understand, I get it, but that's crazy. Also, I, I, damn. Wow. Oh, Back to the Future. I'd love to see that one live. That'd yes. Be cool. Yes. I'd love to see great. Back to the Future live. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, the Snyder Cut would be... Per- no, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. I'd love to see Man of Steel live. Yes. Dude. Man of oh. Steel. Yes. The music is the best part of that movie. No, and Henry is the best part of that movie. That is a fantastic up, segue into your movie news for the week. Yep. Okay. Sad news. Sad news today for DC fans. Henry Cavill is officially done as Superman. Now, I may be in the minority when I say this, that I think on a bigger scale, this could be good news. I agree. I fully agree with you. It's, I'm Um, selfishly sad, but I'm grateful for like to see what Peter... Saffron and James Gunn do with the universe. 
because I do trust him. All, I do. I 100 yeah. percent trust him. The DC universe is so messy right now. I'm totally okay with a with a complete reboot. I'm I'm fine and with that. The news would not have hit nearly as hard if they didn't just officially reannounce him as Superman six years after nothing. I know. I know. Like, and now and now there's a bunch of drama that The Rock is has been a selfish piece of shit and just used Henry surprise! to promote That's so yeah, shocking. to promote his own movie. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um and then I okay, in all honesty though, what I wish they would have done is given Henry one final send-off movie, like his official send-off yeah. movie, like Logan. Like a Superman, yeah. like a Logan-styled Superman movie, you know, where, I... where we know it's his last movie. Okay, wait, wait, okay, not, I'm not saying, like, have it be like Logan. I'm just saying, yeah. like, how Logan was mean. for Hugh Jackman. I don't think it would have worked as well because he didn't do it for as long as Hugh Jackman did Wolverine. Hugh Jackman was Wolverine That's for 17 true. years, consistently. That is, that is it, true, that is true. Made a bigger impact, but I think they should have done something. Some type just, of video. Yeah. Some something for him to for him to have closure because I feel bad for him. He loves mm-hmm. Superman with all his heart. Like mm-hmm. he has a passion mm-hmm. for that character. Finally, getting the chance to 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 uh, play him again after six years, and yeah. then two weeks later, never mind. We're redoing you know the entire thing, which sucks. I'm curious to see how the next DCEU movies turn out if they're not continuing this universe like Shazam two uh aquaman 2 That's, the flash okay i know i know aquaman and the flash are are pretty much going to be out because um there are they're be, gonna well, because out. first of all first of all jason momoa is done as aquaman and he's gonna be lobo mm. now um which i think is so much better fit for him yeah uh yeah. and then and then the flash they announced that they have deleted the cameos with wonder woman and superman and superman yeah they deleted those cameos from not the ben affleck though which is interesting I mean, maybe he plays a bigger part well, since but he's batman but he, that's not a cameo that's a role yeah we true. we know that ben affleck's batman and michael keaton's batman have significant parts in. so excited for that Black i don't movie. care if it's not gonna go for anything i'm just so fucking excited for it um, I say what you will about say what you will about Ezra Miller. Uh, I'm so excited about the Flash movie. I am so excited. I don't care what he did in real life. I cannot wait for that fucking movie. Michael yeah. Keaton is my favorite. I am so excited. Um, it's very sad news, but I do trust James Gunn. I think he'll do a great job. I think he knows what he's doing. So it's sad, but we're hopeful for the future, right? Yeah. Um, I have I have some other movie news. Kind of. Um, Matthew Lillard. Do you know Matthew Lillard from Scooby Doo? He played Shaggy. Scooby Doo. Yep. And, and and Scream. 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 Mm-hmm. And um, Josh Hutcherson from Hutcherson. I know. Bridge to Terabithia have been cast in a and Five Nights at Freddy's film, and production begins in February in New Orleans. That's wild. Oh, well, I've known nuts. about. You know, I've actually known about this FNAF movie for a while, only because of uh 3c films that i'm subscribed to on youtube and follow on tiktok he's great check him out he does movie news and stuff uh he's been talking about a fnaf movie for a while and because i know it's blumhouse productions okay um i've never played the game but i know of i know about it um the game what no it's fun no the first one um 
Iron Man has officially been added to the National Film Registry, which is awesome. Yes. And in all honesty, out of all the MCU movies, I think that's the one that deserves it the most. Of course. Now, yeah, because it's not the best, but it, the MCU would not exist without it. And it truly, yeah. you know, whether you think for better or for worse, it, it changed cinema forever, whether you want mm-hmm. to oh, enjoy yeah. it or not. Oh, yeah. And I, th- I, yeah. Can, I can see both perspectives as well, you know? Um, Carrie has also been, and that was whatever. I don't, I think Carrie's good, but I don't think it deserved that. The original one? Yeah. They're um, just now adding it? It's yeah, like I get that it's important, but I don't I, I don't know. I feel like there could have been a different like Halloween I feel like should have been there before Carrie, but that's none of my business. Is Halloween not? I don't know. I don't know. I could be right could be, but if it's not, it should have been before Carrie. Um and my yeah. last movie news is not necessarily news, but it's nuts. As of yesterday, Spider Man No Way Home is one year old. <laughs> yeah. I remember that is seeing so it crazy. Night. Yeah, me too. I, that it's d- Oh my god! Did you did you dress up? I wore a sweater. When I wore a Spider Man sweater. No, I didn't have a costume I, in time. I had a sweater though. I dressed up as Bully McGuire. Oh my god, that's fucking awesome! My, I went I went with my best friend and we uh, actually he and I went to my first opening night ever to a movie was Spider Man three and he came with I went with my family wow. and he came with us. And then this many years later, he and I are still best friends. I'm his best man at his wedding next year. He and I went to go see No Way Home opening night, and he just dressed it dressed as uh, Raimi Spider Man, Toby Spider Man, mm-hmm. and then I dressed as Bully McGuire, just in the black tux. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I just wore my sweater, but I I mean I will remember that night for the rest of my life, and um, I remember oh, yeah. how how stressful and scary but exciting it was to try to get tickets. Because um, I, I tried to get out. them on. Did you? How? I looked out because I the website crashed on me. And mm-hmm. so I kind of lost. I kind of gave up and went to bed. And then I woke up the next morning for work at like 6 a.m. and checked. And there were two seats in like wow. two perfect seats. And I got them. I got them. Opening nice. night, first showing. I don't know. To this day, I don't understand how it happened. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. um my friend at work and I both got tickets. Not we miscommunicated, so we both we got four tickets all in all. Um, so I got oh to sell gosh. mine, which is nice. Um, because that was currency did you, did you for a couple them? weeks. Yeah. Did you did you scalp them and like double? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I I Piece sold them like like I know I'm a bad person, but I didn't want to lose my money, so I was like, all right, I put them on Facebook Marketplace, and whoever wants to pay, I'll give them. I, I didn't put a price, but I was like, you know, give me an offer. I just sold for like fifty bucks. It was nice. Um, in total. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't a douchebag about gotcha. it. I wouldn't have been like four hundred five. I saw people selling them for thousands of dollars. I was like, no, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, dude, that what a the website crashed for me too. Like I was on the app, the AMC app, so it oh, was yeah. just it was crazy. Um, but yeah, that's that's our movie news, and let's let's welcome our guest today. We welcome our very first guest ever to the Flix Capacitor Podcast. Someone with a genuine love and appreciation for cinema who I'm grateful to know. With 24.1 thousand followers and 1.2 million likes on TikTok and a fantastic mustache, Peyton. Hey, how's it going? I'm honored to be the uh, first guest. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's good. Oh, yeah. Good to have you, Peyton. We're good excited. We're excited. 
Yeah. Um, you I two are in the same excited. state right now, so you guys could have driven to each other's houses to do this. How do you I know I didn't? I didn't even know. How do you know I didn't do it? <laughs> He's actually sitting across from me right the now. The same room. Hey. Yeah. Hey, How's it going? What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you're our first guest, Peyton, and we thought we would get to know you a little bit. Let let the listeners get to know you, and then talk about two 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 blue people movies. All right. So is this the part where I talk about myself? Yeah, but specifically because we only have some things that we care about. The rest we don't really give a shit about. We have. Yeah, we have we have questions for you. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, you you don't just get to talk while we watch. That's not how we were planning on doing this. Yeah, this podcast isn't about you, okay? Then why am I here? <laughs> I <don't... laughs> Dude, you'd be so funny if you and I didn't say a word and we just let Peyton run every single episode well, I, for the rest on, of the podcast. Now I gotta scratch out all my notes because I like had <laughs> I was gonna start at my birth. This is us officially giving you access to the podcast and we're both quitting, so this is all you now. All right, well, uh, welcome to my podcast, everyone. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. All right, Broen, do you want to yeah. ask him the first question? Okay. Uh, how old were you when you lost your virginity? And what? I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say I uh, just what? scratched that out in my notes. What if he was like, you know what? I just turned 20, but we're hoping for 21, baby. <laughs> It's like, tell you when I get there, buddy. <laughs> That's actually um, what I okay, wanted so for Christmas real. this year. I asked Santa to bring me a woman. <laughs> Anyways, we're going <laughs> to... Sorry, I brought it up. Uh, okay, so Peyton, when and why did you like start making TikTok videos? And like, what got you into it and stuff? What a great question. This is a great story that, that I do enjoy telling. Uh, great. So... I first started making TikToks. It all started when uh, I first moved out of my mom's uh, to live on my own. Me and my sister both kind of decided that it was time for us to move out because it was starting to get a little crowded and uh, things just weren't the best. We decided to kind of uh, distance ourselves a little bit. We moved out and uh, we got an apartment together. And then only one month after living on our own, uh, Texas experienced that uh, big freeze at the beginning of 2021 and yep. uh, some pipes burst above us and uh, kind of wrecked our whole living room and kitchen area. Luckily, none of our stuff got destroyed, but we wow. uh, did have to transfer units and we had to kind of wait a couple months for that. So we were staying at a friend's house um, for that time being. And all of our stuff was kind of in boxes at our mom's again. And uh, basically, I was so bored one night that I made... A, I had already been using the app TikTok for a while. But I just mm -hmm. decided, you know what? I'm going to post something. Um, and my first TikTok was about Star Wars The Last Jedi. So I woke up to a bunch of comments telling me that I should get off to uh, people's For You pages. And that, uh, you know, people just acting like I did something horrible to them you know how it goes well yeah it's it's star wars fan base and i say this as someone from the star wars fan base most toxic fan base i say it all the time you say yeah. your opinion on star wars and people treat you like you are starting the second holocaust i would uh yeah i would agree it's definitely toxic um but the holocaust yeah, I mean, directed I, by I got, george lucas i i was honestly uh very surprised i i posted that video went to sleep woke up 
and it had gotten like over a thousand views, which was a huge deal to me because I had never wow. gotten that many views on a YouTube video or anything. You know, I had like messed around a little right. bit. I actually used to be a Twitch streamer. Um, so I had a whole friend group and, and kind of community on there, but I felt like, I don't know, my interests just, uh, naturally drifted away from that and more in towards movies. Um, and I found myself in a position where I didn't have a setup to stream and TikTok was something super accessible, um, for me not having my stuff with me and kind of being in that in-between stage and, that's kind of how it all started. And then I started making videos on uh, the Pixar Cars movies that blew up. Um, okay. It it's They don't exist anymore because that, that series I did on my page, it, people, they, they simultaneously loved it and didn't understand the point of it. And they kept begging for more. And there was just only so far I could stretch it. I didn't want that to be my <laughs> yeah. niche. So I kind of tried to yeah. drift away from that a little bit. But yeah, that's how I got my start on TikTok. Nice. Is that nice. where most of your following came from? Was like the beginning of your videos or like have you just slowly grown? I would say the first maybe uh, definitely the first five to 10,000 followers or so came from mm, that. Wow. And then I would say after that, my next big pop was in April of that year. And this was in like February and March. I started doing those videos. And then in April... Uh, one day I recorded my uh, video on Knives Out, my uh, kind of details in Knives Out video. And then I did a six-part series on that that did really well. And I think that's where the other majority of, of my following has come. So those videos, I, I like to come up every once in a while if I have a movie that I feel deserves it. And they always do wow. pretty well. Nice. nice. Uh, that's awesome. I didn't know any of that. Um, okay. When and what movie... Oh, no, no, okay. When did you and what movie made you fall in love with film? It's tough to say for sure, but I the answer that I always give people when I get this question is Baby Driver. Um, ah, great movie. Yeah. Great, great flick. I know definitely a lot of people that, that think it's overrated or not very good or not Edgar Wright's mm -hmm. best, and I can see that while I, it kind of has a special place in my heart in a way. And I do think it is really good. Um, it's but so good. When I saw that movie in theaters, um, you know, it's it's the it's the kind of movie that I feel like will get you into movies more because you realize just the way that it can all feel so magical. The uh, editing in the movie is so flashy. The way everything goes mm -hmm. to the music, it's just a very satisfying movie to watch, and I, I think it really just gave me a greater appreciation. It was a good uh, entry point. I, would I, was, absolutely I was about agree. to say it's one of. The, it, yeah, I was about to say it's one of those movies that makes you appreciate making a movie. Yeah, exactly. You know what it what it takes to make a movie and like the timing of everything and the editing, and yeah, it's a great great movie. Um, it feels like a movie that yeah. different kinds of people could enjoy, no matter where you are oh, yeah. in your like film progression. I guess if that makes sense, like if you're mm -hmm. still watching only Marvel movies or if you've gone, you know. Like I hate Marvel movies, and I'm a I'm a cinephile, film bro guy now. It's like that movie you both could agree on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I truly think that yeah. 2017, that year in general, which was when Baby Driver came out, was a big year in forming my love for film. I mean, uh, you had movies like Get Out in March, which really kind of mm. blew my mind in the horror genre. 
that was a good entry point into a lot of greater uh, horror films as well. And I still love that movie. Um, yep. And then you have movies like Baby Driver. And I would even throw like that December, The Last Jedi, the Last Jedi in there. Because I think that <laughs> if I um, kind of the, the movies that came out throughout that year kind of made me appreciate The Last Jedi more as as just as a film, even outside of the Star Wars aspect. So I mm-hmm. loved that year for film. That's awesome. Wait, okay, it. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So that that first video on TikTok that you made about The Last Jedi, was it you were saying something positive about the movie? Sort of. It was a stitch to a video. There was a um, trend going around that was a scene from the film where Luke Skywalker is seeing his temple get destroyed and he's crying on the ground, you know, and he puts his hand on right. R2-D2. And people were taking right. that clip... Um, when they recorded that scene, there's a scene in the documentary making of featurette on the Blu-ray where Ryan Johnson like comes over to Luke between takes or comes over to Mark Hamill rather between takes and, you know, talks to him a little bit and it's, they're filming mm-hmm. that scene. So he's like on on the ground. And so a lot of people tried to take it out of context and post that video and say, this is Mark Hamill breaking down on set because he knows that they ruined the character of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, and I was oh, like, that's well, so first Star of all, Wars fans. First of all, don't disrespect Mark Hamill. He's not that big of a baby. He's an adult. <laughs> Second of yeah. all, he also doesn't care that much to break down about Star Wars. He's getting his check either way. True, and and yeah, and he did initially disagree with what they they did with Luke, and a lot of people take that clip he out did, of context yeah. too, where it's like. Oh, I I didn't see what uh he wanted to do for Luke, but having seen the movie put together, I was wrong. But people just take the first part of what he said and they they yeah. post that everywhere. So I I kind of just like saw that and I was like ugh, and I face palmed and I I yeah. stitched it and I just the the thing I said is I said you know this this is just a scene from the movie. Also, I think the Last Jedi is a great movie. So that, that's the that part that really set people part. off. <laughs> Yeah, I'm well, I'm just I'm like I'm I'm we're going to I'm not going to sit here and tell you your opinion is wrong, but we're just going to move on. You don't like the movie? <laughs> per, I'm I'm diehard Star Wars fan. I don't know if you saw on my Instagram or on the on our on our Instagram or on my TikTok story, but I saw I went to a live orchestra of A New Hope last night. Awesome, man. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Uh yeah, Star Wars is like my favorite movie ever. I'm not going to like I I like to think I'm not a toxic fan. So like if you like the sequels, that's great. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Personally, not a fan. Hey man, that's fine. That's a good I I good mentality yeah. to have. <laughs> I think there's definitely people that there's definitely a, a tendency on the internet for people to want to surround themselves with people that think like them and have the same feelings as them. It it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, you know, as long as you're nice yeah. to others. I, I don't really yeah. care how you feel about the movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you got you guys could probably talk about it being on two opposite sides of the spectrum and still have a fine conversation about it. Which could be an interesting episode. Absolutely. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, it it's the fact that I didn't that I said all this stuff before I knew how you felt about the movie and you were like, Wow, that's ridiculous. They thought Mark Hamill was breaking down crying on set. That's how I know you're yeah. not toxic because like a lot of people would just be like, Well, yeah. It's because <laughs> it's it's the internet thing where you're you're playing tug of war and you're like, well, no, I hold the the right answer and you hold the wrong answer. That's the problem. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, 
You have another that... question, right, Brown? Yes, yes. Okay, so my question is physical media. And what was it that made you think, that made you get into physical media and, and realize, like, yeah, this is it. This is what I want to, like, this is how I want to watch movies rather than streaming. And what got you into collecting physical media? And that's, is it worth it? Ah, yeah. That's a tough one because it's hard to pinpoint exactly when. But I have always loved the idea of, I used to collect DVDs as a kid. And I've oh, always yeah. loved the idea of having a physical movie. Whenever there, there was just always certain movies that would come out throughout a year that I remember so fondly in the theater, I would always want to own a physical copy of them. It, it was never the same to me. Just watching it was never really enough for me. Like I felt like if I really loved a movie, owning it on physical media was a great representation of that. And I don't know, it just right. blossomed into a greater thing. I think... Part of the reason I'm definitely passionate about it now is, is meeting people on TikTok like Parker. And I, I really didn't know how expansive of a community there was for it. Oh, one. I'm, I'm so sorry. Pause right Shut there. Shut the no fuck problem. up, Peyton. Hey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Come in. Yeah. Broin's at his friend's house right now because his Wi-Fi sucks. Hey. Yeah, I'm the friend. Uh, He's at my house. Oh, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm Back recording the- an episode right now, so I'll see. Hey, do you have school tomorrow? Perfect. Okay. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. No, no worries. <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of like, I'll kind of like restart the sentence I was on to try and. Yes. Go through. ahead. Okay. <laughs> no more interruptions. I knew that was, I told, I told Parker, I knew that was going to happen. I was like, we're definitely going to be interrupted because I'm, I'm at their house alone and they're definitely going to walk in. So go ahead. <laughs> so another reason that, um, I got really into physical media recently is just, having people on TikTok like Parker, um, Blu-ray Dan, Movie Nerd 4, people like them. Sorry, I'm trying to give like shout outs, you know. But uh Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, just uh, so many awesome people. Like we were talking about toxic fan bases. I'm telling you, physical media, some of the nicest people you'll you'll ever meet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There are I don't totally worry. agree. There are yes. a few terrible ones. There are there are a couple terrible people that I've come in contact with. Through like the but TikTok is, <laughs> physical media base, but normally it's great. It is so few and far between. I feel like I have met so yeah. few people who collect physical media that that I don't like. I mean, there's just it feels like there's there's some correlation between collecting physical movies and being so respectful and and um, humble about your opinions on film. Like it feels like everybody just we because we share things on on an even deeper level than just liking movies we share the way we watch movies too and i feel like the way you watch movies format wise can go hand in hand with the way that you watch movies uh just mentally you know the the way that you understand uh your feelings about movies are are your own and it, it just feels like everybody is is so respectful to one another i love the physical media community and so i i think that's why i'll just never stop yeah Nice. I, I think it's because because you, you made the point about so many physical media collectors being so respectful about opinions and stuff. Um, I wonder if that's because we are always having to explain why we have physical media to most people. Because it's always, Possibly. you can stream that, you know? And, it's, and you know, we're never Well, it's the like, same thing with gaming. 
Yeah. Same thing with gaming. People are like, you still buy your physical games? You can't just download it? It's like, well, there's something about holding it. There's something yeah. about having it. Something about putting it on a shelf. And go into the something store. About organizing it. Go into the just... store to get it. Like yeah. driving there and in, in, in anticipation, hoping it's still there. There's excitement there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely am less... Um... I'm less worried about getting my games physically one because I just haven't been as into gaming recently uh, as I am movies. But also I I think there's just such a huge difference between streaming a movie and owning it because when you own it, you get quality differences, you get bonus features. There's things on there Mm -hmm. that are accessible to you that you wouldn't have on a digital copy or on a streaming service. So I think that it, it, it's even better to own a movie physically than, than to own a game physically. But yeah, you are right. Yeah. I mean, there's something about holding it. Yep. Yeah, I, w- I would I would agree with that, with the difference between a video game and movie. But um, I'm, I'm that way with both. I prefer physical movies and physical games. But yeah, like watching, watching a movie, like you go on to Netflix or go on to... Uh, uh, disney plus and they'll it'll say 4k imax but that 4k will never be the same as watching a physical 4k absolutely of course because they don't like, want never, they don't want the buffering the sign they don't you know you're losing a lot yeah. of data so you don't have to wait to watch this movie so it's like at your house bro and like if your internet sucks you have to mm-hmm. it pauses and it buffers and it looks like shit and it sounds like shit and it's just like oh i, I only have two more days to watch this before it's gone from Netflix or whatever. And I just, I don't want to gamble watching my favorite movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. I I will say, you know, the, the difference between physical and digital, it's like the difference between Parker's webcam and and your webcam. I mean, Parker's webcam, I can tell they're trying to avoid it freezing on me because you're looking a little pixelated Parker, but dude, you do. uh, I was going to say you're look, Broen (laughs) looks fantastic. You know, you're both pixelated. Broen's friend has way better internet than me is what I'm getting. Rowan, where's your friend? Call him in. Tell him he has great Wi-Fi. He's he's at, he's not here. He's, he's at his fiance's. What a dickhead. Um. Sorry. All right. <laughs> uh, I have one last question for you, Peyton. It's, it's a doozy. You ready? Wait, wait, wait. Before you, I, I have one more thing to ask about physical. Oh my god. Uh. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, this movie, how many this episodes how, gonna be longer than Avatar two? <laughs> <laughs> how how big is your collection? Do you know how many oh, you have? Do you keep great track? question? Oh. Didn't think about that. So I, I don't exact know the exact number, um, but last I counted, it's somewhere between five and six hundred. It's not as big as uh, a lot of people I know's collections. But that's the other thing. People really don't bigger mind like how the big your is collection is. People people are and don't even yo, Parker, I know you're gonna like edit my words around here. I'm talking about sizes and whatnot. Just calm down. <laughs> It it feels like no matter how small or big your collection is, it is such a beautiful thing. Like when I see someone start to collect movies and they start to get like their ten favorite movies ever on physical media, and then eventually it expands and expands. It's it's so amazing. You know, yeah. I have a uh, I have a a video on an old YouTube channel that I don't have access to anymore, but it's called Bro and Knows Movies, and I have two uh blu-ray collection videos the first video is like seven minutes the second video is an updated version it's like 20 minutes and right now if i were to make a blu-ray collection video it'd be like an hour long yeah i i think mine would probably be too but it might just be because i would go on a tangent 
Like I would get I would get through all my movies and then I would get to like Star Wars and I would just have to like fight for my life when I pull out each one. You know, yeah. I would get to like seven, eight, nine. I'd be like, OK, so I own this one. But listen, before you leak my IP address, stop typing. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you collect more than because do you collect more than one copy of a movie? Is this something you're interested in? Um, yeah, if the steelbook's really pretty and I already own the regular, I'll do that. Um, if it's one of my favorite movies and I hear the 4K transfer is great, sometimes I'll upgrade. Um, yeah, it really depends. Do you keep the Blu-ray? I mean, it also, yeah, so, well, sometimes I give them to my girlfriend. She collects a little bit, too. I kind of got her into it. Nice. And so she gets kind of a lot of hand-me-downs from me. Like, I'll, I'll get a 4K and I'll be like, here you go. You, you don't got a 4K player yet, so you can have nice. the Blu-ray. <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. Um, okay, you ready for the last question? Yes. Okay. What is your favorite movie of the year? I think I know the answer, but I want you to answer. Gonna make me look this boring has been a great on this year. podcast. This has been a is great it, is year. Is it Avatar? No, no it's not Avatar. It's not Fuck Avatar. Avatar. It's not Avatar. Whoa. Well, he said he he said. Uh, okay. Not he actually, said it's but it's not me Avatar. Boring. Oh no! It's I don't think it's Avatar. I think I know what it is. I could be wrong. It's been a really good year for movies. It has, and honestly, there are two movies that could easily be in the number one spot. Um, and that is After Sun from A twenty four, and then another A twenty four movie, Everything Everywhere All in Once. Man, that's what I've got as my number one. I'm sure Parker guessed Thought it. So. He's smirking at the as at the moment. So damn, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, Broen's Broen has not well, seen it yet. I'm sorry, Broen. What was that channel called? Broen knows movies. Broen doesn't know hey, shit. No, I'm just, what it should I'm just be kidding. <laughs> um, I I I don't have an excuse. I just I haven't gotten around to it yet. I think it's, it's awesome. on one of my streaming services that I have. I think you can rent it on Amazon for like it. six bucks right now or something like that. I will watch it before we do our top ten movies of the year. Oh. It's it's so, because I know because I know it's going to be in my top 10. It's going to be. Um, he it's, still hasn't seen Parasite either, Peyton. Oh, I, I still haven't seen Parasite either. Parasite's great. Yeah, I mean, it is it is my favorite movie of the year. I love it. I've seen it seven times. I can watch it start to finish. I feel like any day I, I could. And I just... I just love everything about it. it. I know that there's been like some conversation going on about it where it's like, oh, was it, you know, overhyped or whatever? Or does it really deserve like all the Oscar attention? I think it does. Recency bias or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but I think that there's really like, I mean, this is personally in my experience, I, I think it really is a fantastic movie about the way that we connect with each other nowadays. And I think that, yeah, it really has a great message about all of that and the angle that uh i took on it it took me three watches to i feel like fully click with it and be like no this is really one of my favorite movies i've ever seen yeah mm-hmm. it's great i yes. i was a i after sun is on my watch list because of you i read your review on it on letterboxd i'm man i watched that movie i had a six hour viewing window in the a24 screening room to watch it i watched it once went to the shower cried then came out the shower and then i 
tried to put on a rewatch of the Batman that I was doing. I watched the Batman for like 30 seconds, paused it, and was like, I have to just try and reconcile with what I just saw and try to, I need to get every detail that I can because I'm like, this thing destroyed me. So I watched it again all the way through. <laughs> um, I'm sure part of it was just me being like, oh, I'm, I'm going to miss out if I don't watch it twice now. I won't be able to watch it twice for, you know, a couple more days. But yeah, I just, <clears throat> oh man, so good. I loved it. That's awesome. I think, uh, I think movies and st- I think George uh, movies and stuff. 14. He said it was the best movie of the year. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, he really loved it. it. It's what overtook. I think everything everywhere all at once for for his list. And I respect it. It definitely. I feel like if I had only seen everything everywhere all at once one time instead of seven times, I probably might agree. But I think the multiple rewatches, I, I really grown to uh kind of find comfort in in that movie it's like the movie that destroyed me is after sun the movie that puts me back together is everything everywhere all at once so (laughs) it feels like those are like that's like the duo of the year for me that's awesome there you go um that's great i love it um shall we start talking about avatar now it's about freaking time parker i'm sorry i know you know what peyton Hold on. Might as well have told you my whole life story at this point, Parker. The reason, shut the fuck up. The reason that <laughs> I wanted you on this episode specifically is because you said Avatar is just Mean Girls. And but then blue. didn't say anything after that. So I'm very <laughs> curious as to what you're, you mean by that. I'm so, curious. So what? Go, yeah, what does that mean? So, the floor is right. yours. Okay. Class is in session now, because this is what I was going right. to tell you all about. So, all okay. right, here we go. I've been saying this since a couple years ago when I rewatched Avatar one time after having seen Mean Girls, cinematic masterpiece. And yep, agreed. I was like, yo, this is just Mean Girls. And then this year, Avatar gets re-released in theaters in October. And you know what October has in it? The 3rd of October, which is October 3rd. Mean Girls Day. <laughs> I went to a Mean Girls movie party at an Alamo Draft House on that day, on October 3rd, to celebrate. And then I ended up watching Avatar as well in IMAX 3D that week. And it further <laughs> cemented my theory. Um, so, would you explain it? Elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting to that, Parker. Anyway, <laughs> so, all right. The, the problem with this is I always have to figure out which movie to start with. But let's start with Mean Girls. So what do we have in Mean Girls? We have the main character, Katie Heron. She grew up in Africa, and she is going to high school. This is a very unfamiliar territory for her. And Whole new jungle. Right. She kind of has some guidance along the way, but mostly she uses the knowledge of the the animal kingdom, right, from from Africa. She she often has... Uh, uses that logic to uh, narrate the film and um, right to like the at the mall she describes the mall as like the watering hole exactly um, yeah so there's a lot of different uh, things like that and she also narrates the movie um, she and then what happens she meets every movie with narration is is mean girls now mean girls. well no I, I'm just <laughs> I'm getting there so then she has to infiltrate the plastics. And 
Oh. And she has to she has to gain intel to report back to the other characters, Janice and Damien, to be like, you know, to try and sabotage them in a way. And then so, what happens? She gets in too deep and she becomes one of them. Take the antagonist and protagonist and flip them. And flop, yeah. Jake Sully, ex-Marine, narrates the movie but uses the mind of a Marine to operate on Pandora, which is unfamiliar territory to him, just like high school to Katie Heron, okay? And then what happens? He has to infiltrate the Navi and report back to the other uh, humans in order to gain something from them. So basically, Unobtainium is the burn book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And all I'm saying is he learns their way of life. Katie Heron learns the plastics way of life. So, so... Wow. So everyone is everyone always says that James Cameron just ripped off uh Dances oh. with Wolves or Pocahontas for Avatar and James Cameron is like, "No, I ripped off Mean Girls." <laughs> yeah. Fuck those movies. <laughs> I mean, I'm basing my movie on art, okay? You know, <laughs> Avatar Avatar may be blue, but it's not the blueprint. Mean Girls is the okay. blueprint. <laughs> Shut the, the pink fuck print. up. I'm so hey, tired Avatar of Avatar right may be now. blue. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, Avatar may be blue, but on Wednesdays we wear pink. Oh my that all right, that is this episode's <laughs> title. We got it. <laughs> episode's over. Um wow, Peyton, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed. That was way better than I thought it was gonna and be. And if any of you that guys want to make that theory into a YouTube video, you better shout out the podcast. <laughs> and my TikTok, because I made a TikTok about it first. That's really there funny. You go. Um, I I rewatched Avatar in preparation for this movie that just came out. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. What do you guys remember when the first Avatar came out? Yes. How old were you when it came out? Seven. I Peyton, how old were you? I was the same age, and to be honest, I don't remember much from it. I only really remember my. My rewatch where I was awakened to the idea that it was actually a ripoff of Tina Fey's uh, script for Mean Girls. And then <laughs> the most recent rewatch a couple months ago. Um, those are my uh, only times watching Avatar where I actually remember what happens in it. I okay. saw it when it came That's out fair. in theaters in 3D. I was seven. Me too. I saw it. I, it came out when I was nine. Uh, depending on the month. I, nine or ten. Depends on the month it came out. But... I saw it in IMAX in 3D. Nice. I couldn't... What? I was saying I couldn't care less about how old you were. It's fine. Keep going. Oh. Understood. Anyways, uh, my my parents actually saw it first on like a date night, and then they came home, and my dad was like, oh yeah, we're going this weekend. <laughs> and then he took... And then we went as like a whole family to see it in 3D, and it was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. It was a big fucking deal. It was a big deal when that movie came out. Oh, yeah. I, I was seven and I oh, remember yeah. it. Like, it was a big deal. And, like, I, I mean, didn't fully I, I grasp it, but it was. I definitely remember it coming out. I just don't remember. I may have seen it in theaters, but I just can't say that I had much memory of, like, you know, that constant 
meme that people were throwing around a couple years ago, like, can you even name a character from the highest grossing film of all time, Avatar? I couldn't. I genuinely, like, <laughs> didn't remember a thing about that movie. Yeah. I could, See, I could tell always... you, hey, I could tell you who Regina George is, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I See, and I've always been that per- I've I always have, and, and again, this is just the first movie because we're not talking about the second one yet, but always have and always will defend Avatar. I have always loved that movie. Well, I don't it, care if people say, oh, it's nostalgic for you because it was like life changing when you saw it. Fuck you. It might be. I don't care. No, I don't That's know. Bad. Because I, I remember seeing it and it was a big deal for me when I was a kid. Like I had a toy like I was into it. But since then, I, I had I had a. Sorry, finish. Continue. <laughs> I had a. That's good to know. Do you I, want I, me to? I didn't need to know that about you. But <laughs> I was just saying, I had I had ac- I had Avatar action figures, and I had the uh, uh, the big orange banshee. I forgot. Oh, that's cool. uh, Tolokan. No, not Tolokan. That's Tolokan is uh, Namor. Uh, <laughs> Whatever what the fuck it? it is, you know the, what I'm talking about. The, yeah, the orange dragon thing. And um, yeah, I, f- I only had like the Jake Sully one, but it was cool because like the little dots glowed in the dark, which was cool. Oh, wow. I had like three Jake Sully's. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. You had more money than I did, I guess. It's I had I had human Jake Sully. I had Jake Sully in his like uh, when he was wearing the uniform when he first became an avatar. And then I have Jake Sully from or had Jake Sully from the end when he was in like full makeup with the mohawk. I had me in a pink Blu-ray case. <laughs> <laughs> dude i want that so bad mine's in a regular blu-ray case and i'm so jealous i went to like i got baited by the store three different times like on their website it would show the picture of the pink one and then i would go order it for store pickup and then i'd be like hey this is blue i'm returning it this wow this is, uh, this is they Avatar. fucking hate you i wanted the other movie it was pink. <laughs> <laughs> um okay i uh, but okay yeah i was into it as a kid and then grew out of it, didn't remember anything, thought it was... I, I, I was on the train, I wasn't on the hate train, but I was like, yeah, it's probably not as good as I remember, because it people were only stoked about the technology. The movie itself probably isn't that great. Rewatched it a couple days ago. Dude, Avatar bangs. This movie's awesome. Yes. yes. Great movie. Eight, eight out of ten for me. Yeah, I, I gave agree. it the same and- score. Um, and especially watching it in IMAX 3D. I just think it's amazing. I, I love the um, just the design of the world. It's genuinely, I mean, people say, oh, it's just like, you know, escapist blockbuster entertainment and like, you know, pretty colors. And it's like, yeah, dude, these colors are pretty as you don't fuck, like it? bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a great looking movie still to this day. Yeah. And mm. I, the story again is it's the plot's not <laughs> original as we've discussed, but it's really it's really just uh entertaining enough and and that's what i yeah. think it's good at i i mean i think it could be like a masterpiece uh i would consider it like a masterpiece if if the story was something a little more um unique but for that kind of story it's passable and you get to experience some visuals that are unlike anything else and changed film well, and forever. The, Absolutely. Yeah. And I said this on, in our last episode, but like 
yes, it does follow a basic plot line, but so many movies do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's only there's only so many plots you can use. Someone said that there's like 15 plots or like 30 plots, some, something like that. But there's only so many plots you can use, and it just gets to a point where they're going to be remaking the same movie, but like with a different filter. Yeah. Yep. And Avatar, I think, has a really nice filter over it because it, yes, the plot itself is is basic, but the things they do in the movie, you know, like like humans invading a planet and then like infiltrating the species by using the Avatar program, that's so cool. Yeah. 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 That, and that is so cool. Yeah, and I mean, the lore behind it is definitely, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of thought that went into the mechanics of of the movie and i think that that's really cool yeah i mean james cameron spent years just working on the lore alone years just building this planet well you know because because he he wanted to be so precise to make the movie way before 2009 but just didn't have the technology right like he'd been writing it for a long time yeah right he he didn't yes this the movie he thought of the movie in like early 90s late 80s early 90s um and he was gonna make it but it was gonna be like a 400 million dollar budget and at the time it would have been the most expensive movie and so no studio wanted to pick it up and it wasn't it wasn't until lord of the rings came out and he saw Gollum in lord of the rings and he was like i feel like i feel like the technology has caught up now and we can we can do it and And that's when he started actively working on it yeah and he like amped it up he was like i i see your Gollum." I check this shit out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'll take your golem and I'll raise you an entire planet. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> and I think that that is what's cool about filmmaking too, is that, you know, avatar has its place because I'm sure somebody saw that and then was like, well, look what you can do now. I'm going to try and make my idea, you know? Yeah. And who mm-hmm. knows what Absolutely. we're going to see. So, that was like the turning yeah. point in CG, I feel like, because Iron Man is 2008. Iron Man looks fantastic right. still. Like the and a lot of the suit stuff in the first Iron Man looks great now. Um so yeah. I think that era was when CG started to become like okay, this is it. This is the thing. You know, you know, you know what movie I would say before Avatar, before Iron Man is a and people overlook this movie, but this movie is a really important movie in CGI. 2007 Transformers. Yeah. The first Transformers movie. See, yeah. it's funny because that came out before Avatar, and I remember seeing that. Wow. <laughs> Maybe I didn't see Avatar in theaters. I feel like I would know. You probably I saw. I saw both Avatar and Transformers in theaters. And, and, tran- and like, yeah, Transformers, <clears throat> I remember... I remember seeing okay okay you know the scene when barricade the police car transformer like is is like driving up to Sam and he his headlight like turns into that eye and he's do you remember that scene vaguely okay so just for our listeners uh it's the scene when the headlight comes out as like an eye and it's like looking directly at Sam's face and then it transforms right in front of Sam as a kid Oh yeah. That scene actually made yeah, that scene actually made me jump in the theater because I wasn't expecting it to be so real. Yeah. The movie because still it's the, looks good. It's the first time in the movie. 
yeah, it's the first time in the movie that we get an up close shot of a transformer because like opening scene blackout lands on the military base the helicopter lands on the military base and he transforms but it's like from a distance it's in the dark it's cool and you're just like okay yeah this is awesome but barricade it was right there yeah and i it scared the shit out of me first time i saw it because it was so real and you saw every little gear every little thing in the car became a robot it wasn't just yeah like the transformers cartoon it wasn't like transformers cartoon where it was just shapes moving yeah um, I would and agree so with I that. would say I would say 2000. Yeah, I would say Transformers and the fact that that was like that the entire movie. Those were main characters. Yeah, agree. You know that that I would say that Transformers definitely is one of the biggest influences in CGI today. I may have to give that Agreed. another watch. Yeah, yeah. I, but but then Avatar, obviously, Avatar is the movie that took it to another level. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. I have a few, like, I just wrote down a bunch of, like, tiny little notes while I was watching Avatar. I was just going to fire through them really quick for you guys. Um, the first one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't do that, Parker. Okay. okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we forgot that this is Peyton's podcast now, so we got to listen to him. Uh, okay. The score? Way better than I remember. Score is awesome. Fantastic. It's pretty good. It's really yeah, great. Um, more and better character moments that I remember. Like, I actually cared about these characters way more than I thought that I would. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even, even yeah. the shit. I mean, ones. honestly, people, people often, I feel like, talk badly of Sam Worthington's lead performance. And I found him kind of likable when I watched it. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's recently. great. I, I was like, okay, I, I kind of enjoyed following him. I mean, it helps... That he has just a great like narration voice, like yeah, yeah. It's it's one I of those things like British. Leonardo DiCaprio. He's Australian. Oh, whatever the you know, he's not normal. I forget which 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 kind. Wow, of Parker's xenophobic. Yeah, I am. I hate British people, dude. They talk stupid. Uh, I know, dude. Fuck you. You know, go get a bottle of water. <laughs> yeah. It's Tuesday, innit? <laughs> yeah. The forest of Pandora, okay, back to Die Hard. a very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Look over there, right there. That's a native Navi. Um, what else? I'm gonna there? touch it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wrote. Uh, I have a kind of already talked about this. The VFX hold up way more than I thought they would. Um, the ponytail thing is fucking weird. Super weird. Wait. I have something to say about that, about the oh, ponytail thing. Someone God. pointed out, someone pointed out that that's how they mate, right? You know, yeah. they were they were intertwining their little yeah. tentacles in yeah. when they were mating under the tree. Yeah. And so at the beginning, when he becomes, you know, the avatar for the first time and he's in the tent, in the tent uh, at night before they're about to go to sleep to go back to human, he's looking at it. And Grace says, "Don't play with that. You'll go blind." Oh, what if? I didn't even know. I didn't even think about <laughs> that. That's really funny. Wait, you don't even know where I'm going with this. I already know what you're gonna say, but that's fine. Okay, I want to know what if. What if that's what if someone pointed out that what if that's the way that they tell the young Navi to not masturbate? Yeah, because you'll go blind you know, if you do like, it too much. Up, yeah, because growing up as a kid, you know, you're always like people would say like, "Don't masturbate. You'll go blind." 
Or was that just me? Yeah, what if was Peyton never, was like, I was so I just, like, Peyton just lost his eyesight. Peyton just went blind. <laughs> Next episode, Peyton has glasses on. Um, yeah, dude. You're telling me that's how I went blind? <laughs> uh, I thought yeah, it was dude. the flashbang that was thrown into my house. I thought when I saw Avatar in IMAX 3D, it fucked up my eyes forever. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I forgot nope. to mention just this. Your pickle. Forgot to mention this before we recorded. I'm actually blind. I just listened to the wave water, <laughs> so <laughs> not exactly going to give horrible, a glowing review on the visuals. Guys. Horrible way to watch Avatar is not to look at it. That's real. So yeah, good. I just downloaded the Avatar audiobook, and James Cameron <laughs> just kind of describes like how cool he is for like three hours. I think. I think James, yeah, James Cameron is ableist because he only makes movies for for people that can see. People that can see, dude. I had that conversation <laughs> with my friend about the Ray Charles movie because I was like, I wonder if Ray Charles, like, if he died like way before this movie came out, and he died like a month before it came out. I was like, he never got to see it. My friend was like, he wouldn't have seen. Oh it anyway. my god! <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, dude, the ponytail thing is weird, and it's. Unique for sure, but it's very strange, and I, I uh, was aroused in a in a confusing way watching Avatar again. Okay, we don't need to get into your fantasies, Parker. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I, I <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, I wrote our our Jake's legs CGI because they're so tiny because he can't walk. Yes. Okay. Obviously, yeah, obviously they had to CGI his legs. You know what's so weird, though, is that that was, with within a couple of years, Sam Worthington was in a lot of movies. Like, just those few years. And I remember the only other movie that stood out to me was the Clash of the Titans reboot mm. in, like, 2010. Did you guys see that one? No, no, but I know about it. Okay. It's not good. I believe it. But... I remember like watching so Avatar came out before Clash of the Titans and I remember watching Clash of the Titans and I don't know why Sam Worthington is really bad in that movie and I remember thinking where's Jake Sully like where <laughs> I know you're a good actor I know you have it in you yeah that's really good that's funny so um I wrote it's still unique to be honest like it still keeps me interested you know I didn't think it would yeah Definitely, it's um, it's oh, yeah. wonderful. Like, I don't know, just it's good storytelling. Just, yeah, it's it's wonderful. Like entertainment, I would honestly say it's like an event movie, kind of like a Marvel movie. But I feel like it's more it, because these movies are uh, taken so much time to develop and given a lot more care. I feel like people respect them a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's another thing that it's like Baby Driver, where it's one of those movies that it makes you learn to appreciate how movies are made. Yeah, and what it takes. Yeah, and I feel I like mean, if if this wasn't ahead. a passion project for James Cameron, I mean he he would have made the sequel sooner. I feel like. Uh, I mean he probably he is. You know he says that the technology wasn't there yet and everything, but I feel like it it didn't have to take quite as long as it did. Um, no. but I really think he, he is a kind of a perfectionist and wanted to get it as detailed yeah. as he could. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and all, in all honesty, we need more directors like that. 
Yeah. And we need more patience. Wait, we waited 13 years for this movie. And yeah. And Marvel's putting out 14 things a year. You know what I mean? And it, it, there is a drastic difference in quality at this point, you know? Absolutely. Um, I wrote down that the first half is better than the second half. In my opinion. I think it's pretty consistent all the way through. I know that's kind of like a, it's kind of like a lame answer. I feel like, but I, I mean, I agree with Peyton. I only saw it most recently in October, but I, I will say it, the first act is really good at kind of introducing you to the world and drawing you in. I mean, it's immediately like, you're like, Whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, but the last act is just amazing. Like, the yeah. huge battle scenes over the floating mountains and the uh, the battle at the end with uh, Stephen Lang's character and Jake and Neytiri mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Well, and even the the scene of uh, when they're being ambushed and then that's when nature comes in and all the elephants and the yeah. rhinos start and then Neytiri is like, Awas heard you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's awesome. It's a great movie. And I just love the line from Stephen Lang towards the climax of the movie when he says, nothing's over while I'm breathing. Like, okay, that's yeah. such a cold line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote, we didn't get enough time with Trudy. I think her death still hit really hard, but I think we could have spent some yeah. more time with her. I really liked her a lot. And, you know, what's so funny is that she is the exact same character. And I think I mentioned this in an episode before. I think I mentioned this in the episode when you watched Aliens and I watched mm-hmm. uh, Social Network. Yeah. But she is the exact same character as Vasquez from Aliens. Yeah. Which is another James Cameron movie, which and is great. Also pretty much that character, it seems, in the new Dungeons and Dragons movie that looks terrible. That no one cares about. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Pine plays no. an instrument in it, and I want to see that. That second of the trailer is the only good part, is that last, last shot. Hold on. I don't what even about know all what... the other shots of Chris Pine? No. Look, I love Chris Pine just as much as anyone, but I, sorry, I'm, I do not care about this movie. No. It, okay, no, but while we're, on the, while we're on the topic of Michelle Rodriguez, though, okay. she is phenomenal in the movie widows by steve mcqueen who is one of the best directors working today in my opinion and that is a fantastic movie that i feel like doesn't get enough love i haven't seen it apparently because i haven't heard it yeah yeah so steve mcqueen is the director of uh 12 years a slave shame hunger um and then he did a series of films i think last year called the small axe anthology which is basically he made a bunch of kind of short like i think like 60 to 90 minute films he made like five movies in one year it was awesome uh i i still haven't watched them all but i i just think that that's so cool that he made so many different movies but yeah yeah, um i mean hunger shame 12 years a slave all fantastic 12 years a slave uh won a bunch of oscars best picture winner but widows i feel like might be his most underrated movie she's so good in that um and viola davis is the lead uh, <gasps> liam neeson is in the movie uh 
Colin Farrell's in the movie. Daniel Kaluuya. It's oh, great. Love him. It's love him. It's I... one of the best heist movies I think of the last like ten years at least. I Ooh, love Viola movie. Davis so much. She is so good. Yeah, it's She's great. This is kind of off topic, so like you could cut it out if you want. But no, <laughs> I was just we, gonna say no. like it's it's basically about a group of uh, women. Their husbands are criminals who steal some money. And then they, uh, it, it ends in failure, and the money like burns up or something. And then the people who they stole the money from want the money back, but they can't take out revenge on all the dead husbands. So they go after the widows, and the widows have to do their oh. own heist to steal the money. That sounds great. That sounds awesome. It this is. This sounds like an awesome amazing. movie. Why have I not heard of this? All right, we gotta watch it. The um, filmmaking, the filmmaking is amazing, and it's 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 a it's really raw like you'll tell from literally like the opening two seconds you're like this is a raw movie this is not afraid to show me things that make me uncomfortable <laughs> do you follow okay. um the movies that are actually raw on tick on twitter uh no okay i'll just go fuck myself um i wrote i have two more things in my notes um i wrote uh Tsutes wait Tsutes her brother guy in avatar natiri's brother i think it's sute or whatever uh, his name is wait i thought he was like the love interest yeah i thought i, I thought he was supposed siblings. to like he, he was like supposed to marry oh. her or something and then yeah. oh really yeah. maybe either way <laughs> yeah it's they're on pandora not alabama oh. either way I, either way, uh, he definitely reminds me of, I don't know the guy's name, but from The Phantom Menace, he reminds me of that guy that like really hates Jar Jar that's like, oh, Jar Jar. <laughs> oh my gosh, I see it now. I feel like, that's see, I feel really like I, I can't, I, I had to do the little voice before you, for you to recognize like, him. bad doo-doo this time. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that guy. Um, well, him, his death, and Norm getting like shot in the battle were like very sad to me watching this movie this time. Even though Norm didn't die, Still, like, seeing his, his avatar get shot or, like, gunned down or whatever, and then him, like, coming and out of the, in the thing was sad. In in the extended cut, we actually get a moment. Because in, in the theatrical, it just shows Atsute falling, like, getting shot and falling off the mm -hmm. the jet. But there's a director's cut where Jake finds him, and he has a moment with him before he dies. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see And it's that. really good. Yep, it's really good. Uh, last thing I wrote was trauma kit. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. No. All right. I was watching Trump. it. I was watching the movie. I I recorded the screen so I could play it in the episode because it made me laugh okay. so hard for some reason. It's when uh, Sigourney Weaver shot in like the chopper thing. Oh. And he's like, all right, here. And they're like, get the trauma kit. Get the trauma kit. Trauma kit! That's what he does. That's what he does. Yes. Yes. That's right. Get the trauma kit. Trauma kit! Get the trauma kit! <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's know norm. why. Yeah. I don't know that why it made me funny. laugh. I watched it like four or five times. I don't know why it made me laugh so hard. But that's all I wrote for Avatar 1. Uh, in, in short, I love it. I think it's great. It holds up way more than I thought it would. And I, I hope it gets a 4K yep. release because it's a gorgeous movie. Just, it's the best word that I can use to describe it. It's an epic movie. It's it's epic fun. Yep. Yep. That's a good one. That's a good word. Yeah. So now right. 
now on to the way of water way of water what um now wait wait i want to say one thing i've been watching like people's reviews on tiktok and like mm -hmm. just about every single one of them says the way of the water yeah it's way of water and i'm like it's way of water just like when people say avengers infinity wars that or, War. that or jeffrey dahmer's fuck you dude you're so uh, annoying yeah oh or like i'm getting really when upset. people are like oh have you seen that movie the mean girls oh and i'm like <laughs> draw away here no. drop the the just face it's pronounced yeah. it's pronounced right. it's pronounced avatar <laughs> shut the fuck up um okay i peyton what did well maybe i should i don't know if i should go first i don't well, think okay. you should it's my podcast <laughs> only only because of how you know what that's fine you what did you just like quick like how would we'll do what, we'll do a quick round we'll do a quick round, quick with round Peyton, and then you start we'll, us off quick yeah, initial thoughts very yeah, quick initial we'll thoughts well, now I'm nervous. I didn't want to start. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, okay, Avatar, The Way of Water. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I will say, coming out of the theater, I was sure that I didn't like it as much, of, as, much as I liked the first movie, which a lot of people said it was uh, a notable improvement. So I was a little bit surprised that I felt differently. After I slept on it, though, um, I will say that I think the movies are closer uh, to me than I initially felt um, after kind of thinking on it a little bit more. And also, I work in a movie theater. I've worked the weekend uh, as of this recording, the opening weekend. I just actually got home before we nice. started recording this. So I've seen a, you know, a few scenes here and there walking in and out. So... I kind of got, uh, you know, a little bit more context. Like, I'll see an earlier scene, and I'll be like, oh, you know, that kind of makes sense later on and made the movie a little better in my mind. So I ended up giving it four out of five stars on Letterboxd. I'm kind of tempted to bring it down to a 3.5, um, but we'll see. Maybe in this conversation I can convince myself uh, one way or the other. Okay. Okay. Um, Bro, do you want to go or do you want me to go? You can go. I was a little disappointed. Um, just really? a little just a little bit. Only because of what Peyton said. Everyone was going, Oh, it's even better than the first one. You know, it's it's worth the wait. I was like, fuck yeah. I like the first one a lot. I remember now. I'm excited to you know, I was expecting to give it a nine because I gave the first one an eight. Um, out of ten. And um I have all my my little notes for it, but yeah, I was just a little disappointed. It was Techno technologically an improvement, but I feel like as I, I didn't care about the story as much as the first one. And, um, I was just a little underwhelmed at times. And there, there are certain things about the story that I didn't love, which may have pushed me to feel this way, but we'll get more into that. So I gave it a seven out of 10, three and a half on letterboxd. A okay. second watch may bump me up to a, to a four out of five. So I, I, I think in a maybe a, in a better experience, a better viewing experience, I may change my mind. Okay, my turn. I guess. Okay. <laughs> um. So before I talk about the movie itself, I want to say, uh, Peyton, did you see it in two D or three D? I saw it 
not only did I see it in IMAX 3D, I saw it at the biggest IMAX 3D in Texas. And nice. I'm kind of wow. jealous because yesterday, which was two days after I saw it, Robert Rodriguez came to that same theater to see it. My girlfriend got to meet him. Wow. What the hell? That's awesome. That's why I'm not dropping okay. the actual theater's name because I don't. I'm, Robert, if you're listening. I'm sure he I, is. I'm sure I he don't is. Want, I don't want to, you know, be telling people where you go and stuff. Robert, <laughs> if you're listening, Robert, if you're listening, cast me in a Star Wars show. Don't. Robert, listen. He's, can, don't. Like, why? I just want to know, Robert, why did you tease Edward Norton at the end of Alita Battle Angel if you weren't going to, like, follow? Did it just not make enough money, Robert? What's going on? No, it didn't. That was a bad movie. Hey, shh, Robert's going to hear you. <laughs> Robert's listening. He didn't direct it. Or wait, he did direct it. <laughs> he didn't Anyways, direct James it. James Cameron. <laughs> Except he like did. He? did. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said well, that. <laughs> I was thinking of I was thinking of James Cameron because James Cameron was like a, like advertised all over the movie, but he was only a producer. Yes, James Cameron. James Cameron yeah. was probably already trying to write Avatar 2 when that came out. He's probably still in the process. Actually, I heard that they shot some of the footage in 2017. Yes. So it was actually I before that movie ever have, came out. I have a quote from him that I wrote about that. Um, James Cameron says, it will not be 13 years until Avatar 3. He says, if everything works out, it should only be another two years, which is nothing. He says, it's been five years, basically, of unbroken production. We started, we started in September of 2017 and essentially completed all production, photography, and capture on two and a half movies. Avatar 2, 3, and the first part of 4. Avatar 3 is now in post-production. And um, to translate, what he means is, fuck, I gotta get these movies out. There's only so long that I can pass yeah. Sigourney Weaver as a 14-year-old. Yeah! Oh my god, yeah. we're, we're gonna talk about that. Like wait hang on hang on can i t can i say what i thought about the movie first oh shit no. i mean wait, i am hold on i, I forgot we didn't even let him do parker sorry I, this I is am a co-founder of this podcast and robert rodriguez's fault okay so i saw it in 3d and i this is not about the movie itself this is just about my 3d experience uh it was not good and I don't know if it's because it was my theater, because everyone is talking about that this movie is a must watch in 3D. And I I was like, it might have just been my theater. I don't understand what went wrong, but I was like, this looks bad. Wow. Um, did you get those like the, really cheap glasses, like the plastic ones? Did you wear the glasses, yeah. Broen? Because 3D ones, doesn't look good if you yes, don't wear the glasses. The ones that they were given out at uh, at the theater I went to are like, they, they were like really fancy with the lenses and everything. Oh, I had just the real D 3D. Yeah, they. I don't think they were real. I don't know if they were actually real, real D. But if they were, they definitely were like an upper model or something. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll say this: like the the reason why it looked so bad is like the okay okay the <clears throat> the calm scenes like a scene that wasn't an action scene those looked great, but the action scenes the like the it was like a weird frame rate and it looked like a video game cutscene. Oh. Okay, so well, I actually don't think that that's really about the the 3D necessarily. 
but there are varying frame rates in this movie, and I, I had the same yep. thing. Uh, personally, it didn't bother me as much, but it definitely was noticeable and sometimes a little distracting. Um, where specifically, it was super distracting. Specifically in the end battle between Jake Sully and the Marine General guy. That, yeah, it, fight for me, looked straight up like a video game trailer to me for some shots. For me... For me, it was the train scene at the beginning when they hijack and crash the train to get all the weapons. That looked like a video game. And then also the scene with the sun, the middle sun, when he is when he gets stranded in the middle of the ocean and he's being chased by that shark yeah. thing. It looked like a video game. And I was like, I am not as engaged as I wanted to be right now interesting because it's too distracting like and and it wasn't and also it wasn't the it just it wasn't just the frame rate it was honestly the quality of the cgi but i knew it wasn't the movie itself because i remember seeing those scenes in the trailers and they looked flawless yeah yeah and so i'm watching it in 3d and i'm like i'm not having a good time right now yeah but it's okay because now i have a reason to rewatch the movie because i loved this movie oh wow Wow. I honestly don't know if I like it more than the first. What would you give I it out of 10? I don't know yet. I gave it an 8 out of 10 walking out of the theater. I wanted to IMDb and I gave it an 8. Okay. I mean... I was entertained from beginning to end. That said, Parker, <sighs> it is not too late to replace him on the podcast with me. Uh, All right. You know. <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, the fact that the fact that Parker and I can disagree on stuff makes the podcast that much interesting, right? Don't listen to him, Parker. Yeah, He's bro, trying to get in your head. Bro, <laughs> bro, and you're a manipulator and an abuser and a gaslighter. You're, you're canceled. You're done. You're done. In, whoa, dude, what is it? Oh, my God. Have you ever seen the video of Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray chewing that fucking kid out at the autograph signing? Oh, my God, yes. I know exactly yes. what you're talking about. Where he's like, you'll yeah, never make it this business. over there. Your Hyundai's yeah, over there, dude. You're this. Smell my fart. Dude, that fucking video is so funny. <laughs> but he's like, you'll never make it in this business. And the kid's like, what? I just want an autograph. I'm 14. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm like fucking 12. Um, <laughs> you saying that you were entertained from beginning to end. I was. And this could have been circumstantial because I was tired when I saw the movie. Like, during the trailers, I was like, oh, man. I don't know if I'm prepped for over three-hour movie right now. Um, but there were some, some moments in the movie where I was like, uh, like not as engaged because I felt the runtime and the, I would agree. specifically, yeah, specifically during which this was on purpose. Cause it was, it is a great looking movie. It's a gorgeous movie. And James Cameron wants to show you what he's done. And I think to do that, it slows the plot a little bit. Like when you're seeing all of this underwater stuff and all of this, you know, because we're seeing a new world here. We're done with Pandora. We're here now. Or, you know, whatever. We're done with the jungle. We're in the water area now. He's showing us that, mm -hmm. which I I felt the movie starting to not drag, but slow down. And it did take me out of the movie a little bit. Because um, he, he's focusing on the world building because... <clears throat> yeah. Because I didn't have a problem. I love world building movies. Mm -hmm. I love them. You know, like when Dune Part 1 came out... People were talking about how slow and boring it was. I, f I love that movie because mm -hmm. it's all world building and I'm yeah. here for it. I love it. Um, from what I've heard about like Avatar 
I'll say this. This is another this is another thing that uh that James Cameron said because people were asking him about Avatar three and four, three, four, and five. And he said that uh for Avatar two, when he turned in the script for Avatar two, I saw got, I, I saw this clip. I saw this clip. Yeah, he, he got like like ten pages of notes. And then he turned in his script for Avatar three and he got like five pages of notes. And he's like, okay, this is better. This is better. He turned in his script for Avatar 4. And the executive just wrote back, holy fuck. And he's like, <laughs> what are the, and he's like, what are the notes? And she goes, those are the notes. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, and and the, the actress, do you know how to pronounce her name? Zoe Gamora? Saldana? Sure. Saldana. Um, she was saying... If you care about the first one and were engaged in the second one, she said, keep going because it gets so much better, is what she said. Yeah. Like, she was saying the next it's, two are way better than this one. And and I'm I'm fine, like, and that's, that's what makes me think that I might like the first one better is because the first one is, like, strictly a straight-up story, and this one is very much world-building. Yeah. I agree. And that's and because I'm thinking like when I was when I first got out of the theater and I'm trying to debate which, you know, if I like the first one and the second one more, I thought, OK, well, you know, the first I might like the first one better, but the second one was bigger. And then I was like, no, it wasn't. The first one was bigger. The first yeah. one was much bigger. That's exactly and how I feel. And it's funny you bring up Dune as a world building movie because Dune, I feel like, is a very is a movie that I felt very similarly about to this one. I, I saw a lot of hype mm -hmm. around Dune. I was a little, uh, admittedly, a little disappointed by Dune. I, I gave it a positive score, and I still uh, really liked it and everything. But I I don't know if it's just me being unfamiliar with the source material, but it just mm -hmm. it didn't draw me in as much as like something like the first Avatar did. Maybe it's just something that maybe i just expected a simpler story from dune which is like not a good thing to expect but i haven't read the book i haven't read any of the books but i did know what i was getting into i did know like i've seen the original dune from the 80s which is not good and i i had already known a lot about the book so i i did i did know the source material so maybe that's another reason why i loved it well yeah i mean a lot of people definitely gave it high praise and i think that um, it's remarkable how much of that movie doesn't look fake at all. Um, yeah. And I love the cast. I love all the performances. I think the movie is significantly better in the second half than the first half. Like, post the invasion scene, I think Dune is really good. Yes. Um, yes, it really picks up, yeah. And I do need to watch it again to kind of reform my thoughts. But this movie, I, I kind of felt similarly about. With this film... The Way of Water, I feel like the first Avatar might be better to me because the first Avatar, you not only have really immersive, really groundbreaking visuals, but you also have detailed... It, it's The detail is like in the environments and the designs themselves are really incredible to me. And part of it is probably because you're seeing that stuff for the first time because it's the first film. But with Avatar mm -hmm. 2, it kind of felt like, yes, the animation or the the visual effects are more detailed and and more thorough and they look more real but the environments aren't as uh 
kind of not of this world. It's not as intriguing yes. design-wise because it's like, yes, that water looks so realistic. It looks realistic because I know what real water looks like. Yet with yeah. Avatar 1, I'm like, wow, you used digital effects to build this these floating mountains and these creatures that are yeah. so cool. And like I said, part of that's because you're seeing it for the first time. You know, you're retreading a little bit in this movie. But I felt like it could have been a little more um, interesting in in the uh, design areas. Like, I feel like it, it kind of... The, the water area in this movie kind of feels a little too familiar to me um, mm -hmm. when you see beautiful landscapes like that. It is impressive, but it it just felt... I didn't feel that a, a more enough of a, a wow factor as much as the first film. Agree. I agree. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah I can agree with that. I And I, I just think... <sighs> I think so much time was spent on the VFX that the story was just like a little bit behind the VFX in terms of importance, if that makes sense. Um, like it was just a little bit on the back burner. I would say that's true for so both films. Like. I would say that the, they, they definitely yeah. have simpler stories um, than a lot of other movies. But yeah, I, I would say the visuals are, are why you see an Avatar film. And it's, I think it's why everyone recommends that you see these movies in theaters, too. Um, but yeah. definitely mm -hmm. a, a fair criticism, I would say. Um, it is it. You can. Yeah, I would agree with that because you can definitely tell that the visuals are a priority. But I still am engaged with the stories like with the new one. And I don't know how you guys felt about them, but I loved all four kids. I all really liked the kids. new characters. Loved them. I liked all the new characters. Yes. Except Just, for. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I know what you're going to say. For... Spider can suck my dick. He is so fucking annoying, dude. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I'm not going to put it as elegantly as Parker did. But I'm getting mad. I I, I would agree with you, uh, Broen, that I did enjoy the, the kid characters. I do kind of wish natiri was in the movie more because she was kind of yes. my favorite in the first movie. Yes. 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 She was so... She was, yes irrelevant for most of this movie yeah. yes dude oh my god i love her so much and she is so good zoe yeah and last zoe name saldana is great is incredible saldana. yeah i mean she's oh. like her um anger like all of her emotional beats are are so elevated by zoe yes, saldana's dude. performance oh my I, god yeah i love that character i did like all the kids uh, parker you said you didn't like spider I would agree that I found, I don't know what it is, but I just didn't find that performance as believable as Dude, I no. would have hoped. That no kid was a producer's son. No, that kid was a producer's son or something because he was, he cannot act for shit. And also he's just like diet Tarzan. Okay. Um, and, <laughs> and just like such, such a plot device that was clearly an afterthought. Um, that I think could have been interesting because, I mean, we've had human kids raised by non-humans in thousands of movies and stories before. But I think yeah. it could have been really interesting, but I just didn't care. I could not care less about him or his story or his where he's going. 
yeah, well, that's that's interesting that you say he's like a plot device because I didn't even think about that. It it kind of does feel like he's more so. Oh, there's a cat. Um, it kind of does feel like he's more so a vessel to keep Stephen Lang's character uh, in the story and and give more of an interesting development to him. And honestly, I don't like the choice to keep Stephen Lang as the villain for the next film. I feel like you can't carry him on, even though I love him and I'm glad I was happy that they brought him back. I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, I thought he, yeah. And I love him as an actor. I don't think that you should use him for three movies, let alone five. Um, no, and I, no. I just don't find the, the whole, I thought at first that the whole thing with spider, uh, being his son or whatever, very interesting. But as the movie went on, I realized it felt like kind of a means to an end of like, oh, he's going to save him because he's his dad. But I didn't really, they spend a lot of the runtime together but I didn't feel that that moment was believable. And maybe you guys can uh, help give me a new perspective on that. But it kind of is a lot of things with this movie where it feels like the movie, I saw an interview with James Cameron where, and I believe it was Reese guy with a movie camera on TikTok. I don't know if you guys follow him. Ah, Love him. He does a lot of great um, red carpet stuff. He interviewed James. I followed Cameron. him when he was just a production assistant on the Amazing Miss Marvel. That's awesome. Or Mabel, or whatever it is. Yeah, but, I've been following for a while. He's great. Yeah, um, he did an interview with James Cameron, and I think it was in that interview that James Cameron says that you know with his writing process, he has so many great ideas for these set pieces uh, in the world of Avatar, and then he has, and he says this. You know, I'm paraphrasing a bit, and he also says this is kind of maybe a joke, but he says. And then I have that pesky problem of getting the characters into those situations so I can have the amazing oh. set pieces and visuals. And I yes, 100% I that, yeah. And I, I almost wish I didn't watch that interview before seeing the film because maybe it tarnished my experience a little bit because I 100% felt that watching this movie. I felt like yes, you had a set piece idea and then you reverse engineered it to get the characters there because there were so many little like That's nitpick really moments I have where I was like I just don't believe that this is where I just don't believe that this is where um, this would go. Like you have the moment with the moment with the um, children. Um, I forget what the, the water tribes name is. I'm sorry. I forget. I I don't remember. But yeah, it's okay. Those children uh, are bullying uh, Jake, the Sully kids because of their four fingers. And then Jake Sully tells them to go make up. He goes to them. He says, hey, let's be friends. Let's go beyond the reef where we're not supposed to go. And then he's like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. And then he's like, oh, well, maybe I'm, you know, you're not like the strong brother after all. And then like immediately there's a cut and he just goes, let's do it. And I was like, that that felt way too fast. There was no moment of like introspection or anything on that. Um, And I was like, let me ask, have 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 you ever been in a situation like that in real life? Met I definitely like with with a new crowd with a new crowd and you're trying to fit in. They're just like because I have and I felt it. I, I yes, felt that. I was like I would have done the same thing. That moment still didn't work as well as it could have considering that situation. I'm I'm nitpicking, but I felt like it lacked any hesitation. It felt too literally quick for me. none. Yeah, he goes. I, okay, I, I can't, see what you mean. I, I can't do mean. that. My dad's gonna say no. And he goes. Oh, I'm talking to the wrong brother. And then immediately, let's do it. And there was just no, it was an immediate 180. You know what I mean? 
I I honestly and and this is like like such a minor minor issue with um this particular scene, but I'm trying to like get at something a little bigger with it is that when like the line like let's do it, it just immediately it it set me off. And then you have this other scene with uh with Miles Quaridge, I believe his name is uh, Stephen Lang's character mm -hmm. and Spider, and he's going to shoot the um. Well, oh. you called it a Talokan earlier, so I guess I'll go with that. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but he's going to shoot that I, thing, I, and uh, then Spider laughs at him, and he's like, oh, well, Jake Sully was able to tame it. He's like, Sully did it the well, hard those, way, and then he immediately sorry, does those, it. Sorry, those are called... I'm sorry, sorry. I just Those are called Banshees. I forgot what the big orange one is called. Oh, okay. My bad. The the small ones are Banshees, but go ahead. Continue. Yeah, so so yeah. he's like, Jake I agree. oh, yeah. Jake, Jake Sully did it the hard way. Okay, I'm going to do it. And I was like, well. And was like pretty flawless at it. Like, it's pretty, nowhere. I was like, it's pretty weird that the the character, the, the that this character is just as susceptible to peer pressure from a teenager as the actual teenage character. Like, yeah, it, it it felt a little weird to me. Uh, just those scenes next to each other. I, I'm, I'm well, nitpicking, remember, but I just feel like remember he didn't he didn't say he didn't say just that Jake did it. He said that children did it. OK, that there is that. I don't remember that. I, just I mean, I'm not saying, saying you're wrong. Jake Sully did. He it said like the hard way or like he, he, without he also said whatever. that children do it. I don't. I don't right. that, but I believe and that, do and that, it. And that character definitely does have a, a bit of a fragile, like masculine kind of ego. So, yeah, yeah you're right about that. Um, but but the hesitation still was not there whatsoever. You know what I mean? I it didn't feel, feel like it, it, what I'm getting at with these scenes is just I I feel like I was getting these kind of small, insignificant dramas that are just to get the characters where they need to be to get to the set pieces. That's just that's yeah. just what I'm getting at with the movie. I, there was a lot of it that felt like it came like set piece first, and then it's like, okay, how how do we get him there? Okay, well maybe maybe we'll just that's fascinating. Have this happen, you know? I didn't see that interview. That's really interesting, actually. Oh, you didn't? Oh, wait. Uh -huh. This just proves to show that Parker doesn't watch the TikToks I send him because I sent him that interview. Oh, because I don't like that guy. Oh wait, no, no, no. I'm thinking of something else. I saw no, no. Here, no, 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 no. no I no, no. Sorry, no. I'm thinking of somebody else. You're talking about the curly hair guy with the glasses, yeah? Yeah. Reese. Okay, no. I, I'm thinking about somebody else. You sent me that, but I I watched the first five seconds earlier and had liked it, and then forgot. So when I saw that you sent it to me and that I I had already liked it, I thought I already watched it. So I was like, I don't need to watch this again. Uh huh. So I yeah, almost right. watched that video twice. I've seen the intro twice. Sorry. It's like an eight-minute interview, but it's a really good interview. Oh, shit. No wonder I didn't watch it. Um, but I agree with you, Peyton. Um, I uh, I didn't love Scott... No, hold on. Scott, Scott Lang. What's his name? Stephen Lang. Not Scott Lang. Um, I didn't love his character coming back in general. I thought it was a really cool idea. Um, and I like the way that they did it. Like, putting his memories and whatever in, into, like, an avatar body was, was cool. But... I think it, it could have been a better moment, like Jake seeing that he's alive again, kind of. Like, that was just kind of brushed over. And, like, it was, like, an immediate thing in the movie, which I feel like it, it could have happened later on and been a bigger moment. You know what I mean? I did like that line from Nateria, I will kill you as many times as it takes. Yeah. yeah. And I also love I, I wanna... the back, like, the, looking at the the POV video footage of him dying 
and then seeing the the end battle again, but from Stephen Lang's POV, I thought that was awesome. Like yes. like like the the line um, that you said when he was like, "This isn't over if I'm breathing or whatever." He said, "I kind of hoped you'd say that." Seeing that from the other angle was really cool. Um, I want to point out one thing because earlier you guys had mentioned that you don't like the fact that he survived and that they're gonna use him for the villain in the next movies. How do we know that he's going to be the villain? He'll be involved because he, he's going to be involved and I, I want him to be involved. But what if spider is what kind of makes him more sentimental and stuff? And what if he's not the big bad for the entire franchise? What if we're introduced to someone in the next movie? I don't want that from him. If I'm being honest, I think he is more interesting the way he is now. And I also back to what I was kind of when we were talking about him being like a Navi. Now I think it's more mm -hmm. interesting seeing him stand up to them as a human because he has so much ego and confidence. I think it's like less interesting seeing him do it as a Navi. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think yeah. that some people would definitely take issue <clears throat> with him coming back in this movie at all. Um, it wasn't a deal breaker for me because I just really enjoy his character, but I enjoy his character as kind of this irredeemable, just total asshole character. And yeah. I felt like I just honestly didn't like the introduction of, I mean, at first I was on board with it, but I felt like they didn't do enough with the, the spider uh, relationship to really earn him saving him at the end. I no. was able to accept him letting Kiri go because Neytiri threatened Spider. I understood that yes, from someone that with an yeah. adult's memories of their own child. Um, yeah. You know, he's not the same guy technically, but he has the, his memories. And I, I get how he kind of bluffs and he's like, well, it's technically not mine, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, his, his instinct kicks in um, as someone with the same experiences as the original character. But I bought that. I don't buy it when it's in reverse. I don't feel like. Well, but what if what if that's why he did it is because he saw that he actually does mean something to him. I think it came more from he's never really had a father and maybe wants to ha gain something from this relationship. You know what I mean? And felt obligated more than wanting to, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally understand I that. I just wish that we would have gotten a few more. Um, smaller moments like that throughout that maybe would have made it a little stronger because I feel like it, it kind of goes from, I mean, even up until that point, you, Spider is seeing him do all these irredeemable things, threatening to kill uh, the, the people of the water tribe, burning their houses down and just yeah. not listening to reason. And he's like, this is wrong. And then, you know, he, he does see that he has, you know, the capacity to care um, in that moment and so maybe that is why he's like yes you deserve to live but I still don't want anything to do with you um, so you make a good point um, I'll just say I'll, I want to see how it holds up on, on a rewatch for sure and I definitely want to see what they do with him in the next movie I'm intrigued but I'm not exactly optimistic about it because I, I wasn't a huge fan of where they left off I agree and I, I just thought yeah. Spider's character in general was very useless, and that's weird. I I didn't have a problem with Spider. I thought I thought it was a cool enough concept that I was just like, yeah, 
It's a cool concept, but it's executed. It's executed so poorly to where he's just like a damsel in distress for most of it, bitching and moaning about the things that his dad is doing. And then at the end likes him and decides or doesn't like him, but saves him. I just, I thought it was, um, uninteresting. And he, the actor also really annoyed me. Don't know why, but he just annoyed me. I kind of like this conversation we're having late because I, I really think that, that Broen's bringing, you know, he's kind of like making me think about this uh, <laughs> because I I don't think he was exactly a damsel in distress. He he holds his own pretty well when he's yeah. with them and he, he's able to resist uh, like the torture thing that they have on him. That was weird, but yeah. That, and honestly, that I that, <laughs> that kind of took me out of the movie a little bit because I would be like, come on, we'd all think of dicks or something. Like if we were on the thing, it was gonna project all our. <laughs> if someone's trying to torture me and get information out of me, and it projects my thoughts. I'm just gonna aggressively think of something like ridiculous and immature, so that they, you know, that's all they see. <laughs> that's really yeah. funny. And given Spider's uh, personality, I was surprised there wasn't at least something a little um, funny in there. You know, because because you know you have the other kids making fun of them. I don't speak English to buttholes. Oh, show me your fingers, and he like flips them off. You know, yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, I I, I really liked that. Yeah, I was like, but, that's yeah, and and even um, Cord says it. He's like, yeah, you're his. <laughs> yeah. See, and and that's maybe. I feel like I feel like maybe if they had done something like that, where he was thinking of something ridiculous, I feel like that would have taken me out of it even more, and it would have felt like a Marvel joke. Yeah. No. I mean, I I I even somewhat agree with you. I'm just saying that. I could I could have seen it happening like I was anticipating it. I'm kind of glad. Right. It didn't yeah, happen. I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I really think what you're saying about the spider character is super interesting because it's making me think of uh, some of the other scenes where he kind of shows fear toward Neytiri when she see when he sees how she's massacring uh, everyone. And yes, she's doing it for the sake of her family. But um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't exactly remember but he doesn't quite know why she's doing it exactly. I mean, I obviously they're the bad guys, but just the, I guess it's just the rage that he sees inside of her. I think he might be an interesting character moving forward. That's able to act as a, a really interesting, like provide an interesting perspective on some of the uh, conflicts in the future movies. Because I, I almost almost like a middle ground. I feel like yeah, I feel like he's starting to understand some of the gray areas, the moral gray areas between the characters. Mm. I don't think it quite stuck the landing in this movie, but I do think that he could be one of the better characters in the movies going forward. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I could I could see that. I could absolutely see that. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I agree with you. I, I I wrote that it honestly felt like a like a really long television episode. Um, that felt like it was building up to what's coming, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, but it just felt more like a, like part of a story than its own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Not that that's an issue. Not that that's a problem. It it, is, it is a world building movie and a story building movie, but I think it still could have. They st- it still could have had some things done to it to make it more enjoyable as its own thing. Yeah, and and again, it it really is just 
a world building movie. Like yeah. I can't even I love this movie. And one of the reasons I love it is because I do acknowledge that it's a world building movie. Some people will say they don't like it because it's a world building movie. No matter what, it is a world building movie. Going into it now, knowing that my second watch, I may enjoy more. Because I was yeah. expecting what Avatar, the first one was, but better for this. But it was a pretty different thing, which I is is potentially on me for expecting something mm-hmm. that I didn't hear from anybody or anything. But um, yeah, I think I think I'll enjoy it more on a rewatch. Like also when I can pause it, because I, dude, a three hour movie about water. I had to pee so bad watching this movie. <laughs> I, It's a three-hour movie, and it took me like seven hours to watch it because I had to show up. It, it's not reserved seating at this theater. You have to like, to get a good seat, you have to show up and be first. Fuck. So I showed oh. up uh, like, I want to say it was a 3.30 show. I showed up about 1.45 um, oh. because, yeah. And there was like a line of maybe like 15 people ahead of me, but it's like a 300-person theater. So yeah. I was, right. you know, fine with that. Got my, you know, snacks, you know, got my seats. My girlfriend, you know, we kind of like saved our seats. Like I went and got the snacks. She went and got the seats. Um, I went pee twice in the hour and a half that I was waiting in the auditorium, just sitting there waiting for the movie to start. I Like I went pee and then I like drank my whole root beer. And then I was like, I, I think I'm going to go pee again just to make sure. <laughs> you know, I... Okay, I'm going to be honest, and obviously I've already said how I feel about the movie, so it's not because I thought the movie was boring. I probably missed about 10 minutes of the movie. Peeing? Like, in total, because... No, no, sleeping. <laughs> Disqualified. But listen, listen. Listen, listen, wow. listen. I went to I went to a late show. No wonder you liked it. Showing. You missed all the boring shit. That's crazy. Listen to me. Listen to me. I went to a late showing on after a work day. And the night before that, I didn't get home until like one and then had to get up for work. And then after work Thursday night, I didn't get home till one Friday. I worked and then Friday night, I went to see Avatar at a late night showing and then about two hours into the movie, I kind of nodded off. And then I like shook myself awake, took a big sip of my Slurpee and was like, all right, back in. So the reason you like Avatar 2 so much is because you missed part of it. And no, it was I didn't fall asleep because it was boring. <laughs> there are there are a few. Uh, I, I think it could have been shorter. I think it could have been shorter. I don't think the runtime was necessary. I agree with you. This the thing is, this movie feels a lot longer than the first one, and it is longer than the first one by, I think, about 20, 30 minutes. Um, yeah, yeah, because the first one isn't even three hours long. Yeah, it's like two hours and 40-something minutes, and this, yeah. this yeah. one is it, three it hours and 12 uh, minutes. It doesn't the extended feel like cut, it either. The say. extended cut of the first one is like two hours and 58 minutes. So this one's Wow, still, that's this a one, lot of extra shit. Yeah. And maybe there'll be and an extended one, cut of this that's like three and a half hours long. Did you know? I heard. I heard that Avatar three, James Cameron I turned saw that. in nine nine hours of footage, and he wants all of it to be, at, like he wants visual effects added to all of it, and then cut it down from there. Yeah. Yeah, he wants so to do the VFX for all nine hours. We're gonna get like a nine hour cut on the. There's gonna be like a three 
three Blu-rays you're gonna have to put in to watch the whole nine-hour yeah. cut <laughs> on the home. Oh, dude. Physical. I media. want. I want Avatar three on VHS. I want to see how many it takes. <laughs> yeah, because Titanic is in a double cassette tape. Avatar three is gonna be like it's quadruple. Great. It's just gonna be a box set that's just the one movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. by the yeah. you could buy Avatar three part one through eight by themselves <laughs> yeah. or you could buy the box set which comes with yeah. all of them it's like oh is that a box set of all the avatar movies it's like no this is a box set of one of the avatar movies just one <laughs> speaking of titanic this is a great segue um the end was oh, just into the sinking the end was just titanic like he just redid it essentially and i was i was, I was watching actually it gonna say that i was watching it and i saw it with my mom and titanic's her favorite movie so she was going oh i like this part and oh, so she's already a, a big James Cameron fan. Yeah, she loves Titanic. <laughs> um, and she was like, why is he just remaking Titanic right now with blue people? I was like, that's you know what? You're right. That's interesting that you say that, Parker, because the third act actually reminded me of another movie. Have you ever seen Mean Girls 2? Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Release the nine-hour Mean Girls 2 cut. That's what, that's what we're saying. <laughs> Um, There's a whole other mean girl mean that was deleted out of the movie. Meaner girls. <laughs> meaner, meaner girls. There actually is a Mean Girls too. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, there is a Mean Girls too. No, I also haven't. Watched I haven't it. seen it either. But I feel like I should no. watch it just in case. Like, what if, what if that one? Actually You're gonna watch is... it and be like, "This is the way of water." <laughs> um. Yeah, dude. Did the mean end girls was just too, Titanic. The way of water. Like when she was like, "Don't let go." I was like, "Okay." Did he like? Did he just run like? The pages stuck together like that episode of Friends, and the last half of the script of Avatar Two is Titanic. Like, I like what's happening here. Well, I mean, I actually had a, a thought of a joke in my head while I was watching the third act, and it wasn't like when things kind of seemed like Titanic and they were trying to escape the the boat that was like flipping upside down. I I was uh, I'm more so referring to the the part where the big like uh, whale creatures are taking revenge on the. Um, the guy, by the way, I love Jermaine Clement's character in this because he's that character that's like, I'm involved in all these immoral things and I recognize that they're wrong. So I hate my life, but yeah. I have to do it <laughs> yeah. anyway. This is why I drink. And then I like how later he's cracking jokes at the other guy like, huh, I thought you were the superior species. I'm like, dude, you're on the same boat. You're going to die, but at least you know that you deserve it for what you've done. <laughs> and like the yeah. deaths were fucking awesome. The guy got getting his arm ripped off was incredible. That was awesome. And then, you know, the guys that yeah. got smashed and crushed by the like the whale things, that was great. It looked great. But I kind I, I did get off track and I apologize, but the um I, I thought of like wow, this is like Titanic, but I'm happy that the boats are sinking <laughs> with all of that whole sequence. I actually, the, I like that the boats sank in Titanic. I was happy to see um, Kate Winslet die. Oh, no, she didn't I, li I, I actually only liked it because of that guy that falls, and then he hits the propeller on the way down, yeah. and he like spins into the water. And then in this you know, movie, yeah. I noticed that a guy fell near a propeller, and I was like, come on, James. Why didn't he flip on the propeller? When I... When I saw Titanic, I was actually really shocked when the ship sank. I thought for sure it was going to float back up, but then it actually oh, did, did you? sink and I was like, "Huh." Wow, we're still waiting on Titanic huh? 2. Titanic 2, way of the way of the land. Way, way, 
What if the land? <laughs> we put we put the boat on land this time. See what see what happens. Uh, what hopefully if, it doesn't. What sink. if? What if uh, Titanic or not Titanic? What if uh, the Avatar movies? <laughs> well, okay, okay. What if Avatar five comes out and it ends with Jack waking up on the door <laughs> as an Avatar? <laughs> they put him in a Navi. <laughs> no, no, like like it was all a dream. It was all a dream when he like passed when he when he died it, uh, on the door in Titanic. Titanic well, 2. You know, too fast, too tannic. That would make sense why he dreamt <laughs> that that would make sense why he dreamt that Rose was one of the characters. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh yeah. So I I just I don't know why he just uh, I wonder if anybody editing this movie or producing the movie was like this is kind of similar to that one movie you did that was also the highest grossing movie at one point. <laughs> You know? Like James Stick Cameron's to talking what to you the know. guy doing the visual effects. Yeah, James Cameron's talking to the guy like doing the visual effects. So you want me to do another sinking ship? <laughs> Shut the fuck up and just do it. He's like looking over his shoulder. He's like looking over his shoulder. He's like, "Hey, you see that shot? <laughs> you know wetter. what to do. Make it wetter." <laughs> <laughs> he like slides him five bucks. He's like, "The end of Titanic. Just put a blue filter on it, and then we'll pull like, it hey, the end of the movie." Hey, hey. He's like. I will give you an extra dollar for every drop of water you add to Jake Sully's face here. Ten <laughs> percent. Uh, yeah, dude. I just, I, I, it didn't bother me, but I, I did. It took me out of the movie. I was like, this is. He could have done something else here. Um, yeah. Uh, um, and and uh, another thing I wrote is that Black Panther coming out recently kind of turned me off of like blue people in water. Like I felt I like a- I. D- <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? During yeah. Avatar 2, I was like, this kind of feels like some of the shots in Black Panther 2. Well, I actually had a friend. Uh, except. Sorry, go ahead. What was you to say? Except uh, you could actually see, because you can't see shit when they're in Tolokan. Yeah. This it's movie so looks, dark. looks way better, by the way, than Black Panther yeah. 2. Yeah. Like, and that, and that's like, like this movie, watching this movie, like all the underwater stuff. I'm like, this feels like underwater, not like an Aquaman. <laughs> I haven't or... seen Aquaman, but I wish Willem Dafoe was an avatar. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say Aquaman and Black Panther you... take place on earth where the ocean isn't as clear and pretty. Um, that's true. But... That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But no, but... no, the water in, in, um, namor land is is different right you different said water. talo Khan like five seconds ago parker why are you calling it <laughs> namor land did, did i really yeah <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. um i had a friend actually that <sighs> watched black panther 2 and he was like i didn't like it and i was like why and he was like because i'm pissed off that they made the enemies blue people that go underwater because james cameron is already gonna bombard me with three hours of that in a month and i'm just gonna be fucking <laughs> sick of it so i didn't like it i was, I was like, damn it, it made me think about it i was like this feels like i'm watching like i i feel like i've seen this this month i already saw this year's water movie you know i did i liked i liked avatar more than black panther what too? uh yeah uh, i don't know well because i didn't i didn't love wakanda forever like i appreciated it but i'm never gonna watch it again I think there are definitely, I think definitely this movie, I like the whole of this movie, I think better. I think there's more things in Wakanda Forever that I might change. Um, But that's just because, I I think part of that's because 
with an Avatar movie, I have different desires for it. And I think yeah. that this movie yeah. kind of checked more boxes for me. Um, I, I wouldn't say which movie I, I like better, like for sure, but it's, I think if I had to guess, I probably placed Avatar higher on my list, but I would have to check. It's tough because they're very different movies and they're trying to accomplish very different things. Black Panther is just trying to still make a good movie without its main character. And Avatar is trying to follow up the highest grossing movie of all time. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. I'd like them for different reasons, you know? Um, Last last note that I have is uh, Sigourney Weaver is hotter as an Avatar than as a person. Well, she's old now. Yeah, but she's, she was hot in Alien. She's kind of well. She's yeah, but like as an Avatar, dude. Um, oh yeah, Parker. Are we okay, still talking about sus. her character in Avatar Two? Because like, I don't know if you should. Oh, how old is she in Avatar Two? Like she's not 14, eighteen in though. Avatar Two, right? No, no, she's like thirteen. Maybe. T- yeah, maybe, but like, hey, Parker, maybe edit that into the Avatar One notes. You know, <laughs> oh, let me just drag that up like, really quick. Be like. All the viewers are like, yeah, like, Sigourney, the Avatar, it... and Avatar 1 is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Avatar 2, though. That's fucked up. It's fucked up, you guys. I don't no, know. She, like, honestly, she's... I loved her character. She was my favorite. I did, too. She she was great. Oh, I yeah, really no, liked she was, her a lot. Kiri, Kiri was awesome. I was I loved, worried. I just loved all four of them. I just, I loved all four of them. Yeah, I did, too. I, I Except for I think... didn't know that. I thought the youngest one was a boy until the end. I thought the youngest one was a boy at first, and then they said she, and I was like, oh, okay. Didn't catch that, and then they were like, your sister's over there. I was like, Parker, this man fell asleep, and he caught it. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, God. I, I'll say I, this. I think the scene I, I think the scene I fell asleep at was when Korich, uh, is that, was that it? Yeah, Korich and uh, the other guys were, were ambushing the whales. You know what? That's the scene I felt like full honestly bad. I felt like that was way too long. I felt like if any scene could have been cut down, that one. Yeah. I was like, we are going way too in depth with this process of them hunting these whales. We also have um, the whale coming out this year, so that's more potential water oh, related movie. So excited! So excited for that. I'm excited for that. So I don't. I don't think there's going to be that much water in it, bro. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. Look Maybe like, like Brendan. Uh, Brendan Fraser's like sweat, but. <laughs> yeah. it looks phenomenal you know, i'm very I, excited for that movie uh there was i don't exactly remember what moment it was but there was a certain moment when i i was looking at the older brother and i i totally forgot their names i can really only think of kiri but i was looking at the older brother and i was like he's gonna die and then like <laughs> two minutes later he comes out of the water with a bullet hole and i'm like yep yep and you know what that it was death- sad didn't hit me very hard to be honest i really liked it I thought, I thought it was done well it didn't make me cry but i was like damn this i'm feeling they this. did kind of they did kind of retread ground with the whole like characters in a shootout and then they escape and then they find out one of them has a bullet hole from the first avatar but kate yeah. winslet is an avatar too we just talked what? about this parker <laughs> wait wait neither of you guys well, how did you I not said? know that no, wait, I did. Okay. I did. But wait, but wait, wh- how wait. are you just kidding? Ca- <laughs> how are you? Shit. What? She plays. Are you kidding? 
She plays she, the wife of the uh, chief of the water tribe. Really? Yeah. Yes. How did you not, dude? Did you not hear that she like broke the record and held her breath underwater for seven minutes? She beat Tom Cruise. Wow. She beat Tom Cruise's record, which was originally held from uh, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. For like, he held his breath for like six minutes or something like that, and she beat his record. Seven minutes. She held her breath underwater for seven minutes. I can barely hold my breath underwater for like one minute. Yeah, I, I can do it for like one minute. I think that's my like. Record. I think my. I got my really bored was one in 2020, minute. guys. Okay, everybody, everybody, <laughs> I right tried now, to drown myself. <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna hold our breath for as long as we can and see who wins, okay? No. That's gonna be okay. so fucking boring when you're listening to this on audio, Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be really funny. You know what I think really we should funny. do? We should just record like 10 seconds of silence. Parker just extend it for like the whole <laughs> rest of the episode. And then at the end, we can all just go. <gasps> oh, we've, we beat, we beat Kate Winslet. Uh, dude, wait. Okay. It's saying Vin Diesel's in this movie. Not really, right? No. What, what? are you looking no. at? Dude, yeah. I looked Did up you just look Avatar up the cast on Google. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking. Okay, at. Google. Whenever, whenever you look up the Google cast, it's always wrong. Yeah, because yeah. I can't, I can't find the kids. I remember when Predator um, 2018 came out, the Shane Black film, and Keegan Michael oh, Key. Ass of a movie. Yeah, but Keegan Michael Key's character, like for some reason, Google like copied the info from Wikipedia, and so on Wikipedia it says Keegan Michael Key plays. And then it says the character's name, comma, a man who teams up with the characters Quinn and Williams to fight the Predators. So, like, it describes, like, what he does in the movie. But for some reason, Google didn't take his name. It took the other part. So, basically, if you looked up, for, it's fixed now. I, I, like, spent way too much time laughing about it and, like, going back to it and being like, ah, it's still there. <laughs> but um, I would go on Google. Like, it said Keegan-Michael Key, man who teams up with Quinn and Williams to fight a Predator. I was like, <laughs> yes, my favorite character. Dude, when are we going to get all of that out, Parker, by the way? I was just the when are we getting Predator, the sequel, uh, sexual Predator? I was actually about to ask Peyton. How, did you see Prey? I did. I really liked it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Great good. movie. So fucking love Dan Trachtenberg. So good. Uh, the director. He made Ten one of my favorite Lane. thrillers. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Ten Clo yep. So good. So good. I, Dude, Prey. I, I can't talk about Prey because I'm going to go down a rabbit hole because I loved it. Okay. Um, but in regards to Avatar, The Way of Water, one yes. more thing I wanted to say <laughs> about the movie is that um, I Back really I really like what James Cameron seems to be doing with uh, the whole environmental aspect of it. You know, you, yeah. you have the first movie could be about protecting forests while this movie's about protecting oceans. And I think yep. that ah. those are really cool um, thematic engines for um, the world of Pandora. And I, I want to see what he does next. Um, Avatar 3 is going to be about schools. Stop Whoa. talking forever. <laughs> forever. Stop talking. Uh, dude, did you guys see that? All right, hold on. I got to find it. Did either of you... Hold on. Hold on. No, it was deleted. Okay, did either of you experience P A Yes, all oh. No, 
uh, P A S D or no P A P A S S or something. No, no, no. But it's 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 it. When Avatar came out, thousands of people were recorded for being depressed and contemplating suicide because they couldn't be a part of Pandora in two thousand nine. I can't. It's say called that like post Avatar viewing syndrome or something like that. Legit. Yo. Happened in 2009. Okay, but for real, did James Cameron, like, say that? He's like, my movie's so good that people were pissed <laughs> that they couldn't be in my movie. People killed themselves My movie for was Avatar. so good, people were killing themselves. <laughs> yeah. I, did you guys see that the guy had a heart attack during Way of the Water and died? What? Who? Yeah, somebody had a heart attack during Avatar 2 and died. Like, not Holy necessarily shit. be... They were looking into if he had medical conditions like pre-avatar oh oh i for a second i thought you were talking about like a crew member or an actor no 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 no. somebody like watching it a couple like yesterday oh you just went and watched it just fucking wow what a way to go that's crazy watching like this three hour video game trailer you know what i mean that's 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 how i want to go in a movie theater watching avatar except like fuck i gotta pee Uh uh-oh dies you know <laughs> that's terrible hey okay hang on if if any family members of that guy are listening to this uh my condolences i'm really sorry yeah it's like the people who um had seizures in the theater during twilight when it came out because of the blue tint on it yes ah, oh, masterpiece of a movie sure is also the the movie after sun that i talked about uh briefly earlier has a recurring strobe lit a rave type sequence as a subplot and i had a uh, a mutual of mine on tiktok wrote a review on letterbox of it and was like you know as someone who's susceptible to flashing lights and and stuff you know like it he was like i i felt like i couldn't experience that part of the film like i couldn't watch it on during those scenes mm-hmm. so he was like it, it felt kind of unfair and i i really you know didn't think about it like that like that's that sucks yeah there was also another movie uh i i am like totally blanking on the name but there was another movie that like a bunch of people actually had to like be pulled out of the theater because it was like super overwhelming like visually um talking about terrifier 2 people no it was mean girls oh yeah that was me it was it was mean girls (laughs) I was actually Parker ruined my joke. I was gonna say Mean Girls, and he yeah. jumped to it. Yeah, the I, girls I thought you were being mean. serious. I, th- I thought it was gonna be like Terrifier Two or something from this year. Because I thought no, it was, I was. Yeah, is it Terrifier Two? Because I heard I hadn't seen no, it. I've I seen was, the first I, one. Terrifier Two is one that did that that happened, but I was just gonna say Mean Girls. Dude, have you seen Terrifier One? I know you have, Peyton. Bro, and have you seen Terrifier the first one? No, dude. I heard the first one isn't good. I heard the second one is good just because it's gory. First one's super gory. First one's worth watching, I think. It's not a great film, but for an independent film, it's pretty good. And there's, there's one shot like, that is so jarring to watch. I had to pause it because I was not ready for it. Peyton, it's the shot where she's hung by her it, feet. Dude, that scene is insane. But the bro, <sighs> the first movie is worth watching for like one specific scene alone. I'm not going to spoil what it is. But like literally, I was like, I didn't know you could do that in a slasher. I thought that was against the fucking rules. Like that's insane. I don't remember. I'll have to like message you about it later. 
because yeah. I can't I, I don't want to spoil it because anyone yeah. who watches Terrifier is going to be like, holy shit, like you can't yeah. do that. You and need to watch I, it. I just bro. lost it. It, it like a funny way. Like I could like, it, it made me laugh. Okay, I mean, I don't know. I'm not too... I mean, I like slashers, but, like, I don't like it when a movie's sole purpose or, like, sole reason for it being a horror movie is just the gore because it's just... It's gross. I get It's you. not scary. It's just gross. Like, the Saw movies. The first Saw movie is incredible. All the other ones after that were ass. Yeah, yeah I, I feel I, like, I, I definitely... Go ahead, Go babe. ahead, Parker. No, no, I insist. You can go. Okay. That's okay. That's fine. I insist, too. I think that I, I like slashers in that sense because they're just like fun easy typically short watches and a lot of the time after like a nine hour shift of having drinks thrown at me and being yelled at for nothing it's like you know what i would like to just sit and watch some people get murdered with nothing else going on you know i i mean see that's what i don't do to relax watch people die yeah, no, that's not my idea of relax. Well, really? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't typically find slashers relaxing, but with the, I mean, I saw Terrifier two at a late night show, crowded theater. Okay, really enjoyed Terrifier that is not a movie I would sit and watch to relax. I'm not talking about no. that kind of slasher, but like Friday the Thirteenth. Halloween, like shitty Scream, you know. Scream is one of my many comfort movies. the The first Scream movie is yeah. definitely a comfort movie for me, but that but that is a very mild slasher. Cause yeah, cause they aren't gross. They're not fucking disgusting movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll have to say, like Terrifier two. Yes, the gore is the main draw, but that movie, and I feel kind of dim- twisted for saying this, is funny as hell. Like. The, yeah. the clown. Well, it, it's supposed to be. The clown is goofy as hell. He's yeah, like the the kind of miming he does and the ex, the expressions. Like it's unnerving, but in like t- at times in like a hilarious way. And I mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what makes the movie I think so fun for me. There's parts like the movie's toying with you as an audience member. It's it's like approaching a fourth wall break with its gore and then it like it's almost like it's looking at you and being like oh you you thought that was it well watch this part and it's kind of playing with you and i just i I don't know there's something lack of a better word playful about that movie that i really liked yeah okay i'll watch it but back to avatar yeah, yeah, Parker. To- I mean, look, Parker. I've been going on a lot of tangents about a lot of different movies. No, I'm keeping cut it, it down. Now. Make it Avatar. I'm keeping it's- him. I'm keeping him in. This that's what makes this special is that we cover lots of ground here, and I I think it's good. And 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 you know, we'll have you on at some point again. But it's good that people hear what you have to say about things that aren't about blue people. You know. Yeah. Oh, there's a good joke there. The people in Avatar. The Avatar is different than Titanic. Because the people in Avatar were blue before they touched the water. Huh? Okay. Like I said, gonna... not too late to replace one of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't care which one of us you're replacing. As long as you're doing it, is what you're saying. I'm. It could be anyone. Hey, I, I could replace both of y'all. It could just be me and like... And you. You record two Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> Robert? Uh, well... 
I have nothing else to say about Avatar 2. I might enjoy it more on a second watch. It might be bumped up to an 8 out of 10, but as of now, I'm sitting at a solid 7. Uh, Do you, on, on your second watch, are you going to wait for it to come out on 4K, or are you going to see it again in the theater? I don't think I will see it again in the theater. I have, I, I don't I'm definitely going to see it again. You want a better viewing experience, though, and I didn't have any issues with mine. Yes. If I had what happened also, to me, I would do that. Well, yeah, and also the 3D experience wasn't the only bad experience because the people sitting next to me stank so yeah. bad, and they kept talking throughout the entire movie, and they were Hispanic, and so they were talking in Spanish, and so I felt like I couldn't tell them to be quiet because they would call me racist if I told them to shut Which, up. Just to confirm, you are, but you don't want... <laughs> You know. Oh my god. I've been having some horrible movie theater experiences lately. This same thing happened in Avatar The Way of Water. It, it kind of happened to my girlfriend because I didn't really notice that much. But the aisles are really thin, so when you like have to get up and you're sitting in the middle of the row like we were, you have to like kind of scoot past a lot of people. It's really annoying. Um, but mm -hmm. this woman, like, it was a full theater. Like, it was sold out completely. And there was like no like empty empty chairs except for one and it was right next to my girlfriend's seat and she thought you know the movie was like 20 minutes in and so she thinks oh i guess this girl next to me bought two chairs so that she wouldn't you know would have space between her and somebody else some people do that whatever you know if it's worth the money to them but then yeah this her friend shows up like i kid you not an hour and 20 minutes into this movie and then wow. her, the person who has been there the whole time starts loudly explaining the whole plot up until that point to her friend. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? I Have you seen that guy on TikTok that like loudly expresses how he like what he thought about the last trailer yes. that he saw in the yeah. theater? Yeah. <laughs> that one looks pretty good. I saw those, and I, I honestly wish he would he would say that things look bad more. I feel like that would yeah. make more. Like I'm waiting for the day that I, someone comes up to him. How have we have not talked about this? I saw the Barbie what? trailer right before Avatar. I saw the Barbie oh, trailer, yeah. but mine actually only played Oppenheimer. I think it was like too early for them to add Barbie to the the. I got both, run. and I'm way more excited for Barbie. Barbie looks so good. I'm very so excited good. for Barbie. I do. Hang on. I do have. I have an experience with someone reacting to a trailer. There was a guy I, I was seeing John Wick chapter three and they showed the Spider-Man far from home trailer. Cool. And then right after that, they showed the trailer for Midsommar. And the trailer was really weird for Midsommar. Yeah. Right. So after that trailer ends, the guy sitting next to me very loudly goes because because they came out or the movies came out around the same time. And it says that in the trailer, they both said like July, whatever. And the guy sitting next to me after the Midsommar trailer, he just goes, yeah, I think I'll be seeing Spider-Man that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and I I was laughing so hard. Like, I didn't even try to hold it in. I started laughing so hard. That's that's really funny. Um, so but anyways, Barbie I, looks I, fucking awesome. I actually awesome. do have a hilarious trailer experience. And this was me. I was the guy that said something. Um, okay. When I saw Glass Onion Knives Out 2, the trailer for I don't know if you guys have seen this one. This one's gonna be a hoot. Uh, eighty for Brady. Yes, yes. yes! So, oh yeah. Broan looks like he doesn't know. 
Dude, um, that movie looks so good. So it's this comedy about Rita Moreno, uh, Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, and Jane Fonda, who are all Oscar-winning actresses, I believe. Yeah. And they are all they all play basically, you know, old women because they're all older women, and they like have a crush on Tom Brady or something, and they're trying to like yeah. go to the football game, and they just get into a bunch of shenanigans, like trying to meet Tom Brady. It, it looks, so looks funny. silly and dumb and stupid. And it looks like the exact type of thing that I would like joke about and be like, go see like in a suit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, which is going to happen for Barbie. Right. So when the trailer ended, it was my first time watching the trailer. It was like an out of body experience. I was like, holy shit. How did I not know this was going to come out? But then the trailer stops and there's just like a moment where it's like quiet and dark in the theater between trailers and i kind of didn't realize how quiet it was and i just i was saying this to my girlfriend i said it like way louder than i intended to i go finally cinema is back and then the teenagers <laughs> next to us just start bursting out laughing at me and then right after that the trailer for the tom hanks movie a man called auto plays and it looks horrible and as soon as that one started i like knew what that one was and as soon as it started i go never mind cinema's gone again <laughs> you know what i do every single time oh, well uh, not every single time but almost every single time i see a movie with someone is that moment when all the trailers are done and the lights dim and right before the movie starts and there's that brief moment of silence i'll very loudly say i sure do hope there's some naked men in this movie <laughs> And hey, it always it always makes people laugh in the theater like there's always people laughing. I didn't do it for Avatar because it was too big of a movie. Speaking but of like, Magic Mike sure. three trailer came out and it looks just as terrible. I haven't seen the first two. I saw whoa, the first whoa, one just as terrible as, as what now <laughs> as Avatar two. My, Magic Mike is great. I've heard now I haven't seen Magic Mike in a long time and I haven't seen Magic Mike XXL, but I've heard Magic Mike XXL is actually one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> wow. I have, not seen I have I well, friends who I like recently, genuinely are like, no, this is a masterpiece. Recently watched the first one and I was so disappointed because they tried to put actual story into it and then I was uninterested. Anyway, that's his review of Avatar, The Way of Water. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see some blue people fucking with their tails, okay, or with their ponytails. And then I got actual story and character arcs, and I didn't care anymore. Boring. Well. I thought I was going to Avatar, The Last Airbender, Way of the Water. Directed by director, M. Night. M. Night, Sh M. Night okay, Shyamalan. Yeah. Ding Dong. He said the same thing. Wow, you and I are so are so. It's eleven thirty for me. I'm sorry, guys. It's ten thirty. It is ten thirty. So should we should we wrap it up now? Wow, this, this is so interesting. Like and I'm not and cutting cut. I'm not cutting any of this. I'm not cutting any of it at all. Please, podcast. This episode you... is gonna be like two and a half hours. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> love you. Bye. I'm, I'm, <laughs> All right, should we do like an outro, you know? Yeah, like um, I uh, like the movie. I like the first one more, and I am excited for the next one. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Have yes. you seen the uh, that video where it's like, can I have 
10, ten whoppers, <laughs> five whoppers, five whoppers, and also five, five more, more whoppers. whoppers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's good. Okay, we got to yes, go. Uh, this was awesome. Peyton, I'm so glad you were on the podcast. You'll definitely be back if people... Yeah. If people, if this one gets enough listens, you'll be back. If not, you're gonna start hosting. Maybe, maybe they'll like it more. Okay, sounds good. I, I really hope that, you know, off camera, you guys don't tell me how you really feel because that would make me cry. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna forget to stop recording. Like you're such a fucking idiot, Peyton. We have to redo the whole goddamn episode. <laughs> Start up Audacity again right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- this is great. I'm super sleepy, but I'm I'm glad we got to do it. And uh, uh, give them all of your socials that you want them to follow. Where can they find thank you? Thank you. I w- first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on to talk about such such a big movie this year. Um, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. You really really took a gamble on. <laughs> having me on for avatar that's important you know yeah to some people apparently we actually recorded three more episodes with three other guests just in case you didn't work out (laughs) reasonable anyway they didn't hey they didn't bring any mean girls heat anyway so that's true uh my socials you can follow me on tiktok at peyton underscore jb you can follow me on letterbox at peyton jb with no underscore and you can follow me on Instagram at Peyton underscore JB. The underscore is back. We have kind of a mixed relationship. Um, and his address. Maybe. Yo, no. <laughs> maybe just oh. like go to my TikTok, Peyton underscore JB. Go to the link tree. You got all that right there. There you go. Hit follow there on all of it. I love it. Broin, you got anything to say? Yeah. Great. Uh, Love you guys. Uh, Bye. I loved the movie. Yeah. Love you. Bye. If you would like to follow us on social media, you absolutely should. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Parker McNerney. You can find Broen on TikTok and Instagram at Broen the Movie Maker. And you can find our podcast on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Our Instagram is Flix Capacitor Pod. Our TikTok is Flick App Podcast, F-L-I-C-A-P Podcast. And our YouTube is the Flix Capacitor Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.